It is 8.02 a.m. on Saturday. And OU still sucks. October 7th, 20 and 23. And OU still sucks. Sorry. We could say it 100 times over the next two and a half hours. We do not care. What is up, YouTube? Welcome in to the official Texas Sports Unfiltered pregame show live from the State Fair of Texas. We are getting set for the Red River Shootout, the third-ranked Texas Longhorns, the 12th-ranked Oklahoma Sooners, the biggest Texas OU matchup since 2008, and we are less than three hours away from kickoff at the Cotton Bowl right here on the fairgrounds. We appreciate all of you tuning in today. We'll be broadcasting live until 1030 right here on Texas Sports Unfiltered and on the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. If you are at the State Fair or making your way to the State Fair we are broadcasting live from the Old Mill Inn right by Big Tex. We can see the Cotton Bowl. Boy, Big Tex is looking big this year, and he's looking terrifying this year. But that's where we are. So come through. Come see us. We've got koozies. We've got uh, some other trinkets to give away for y'all. And we're getting you set once again for the biggest game of the year. I am BK Brad Kellner. We'll have a little roundtable today with rotating cast of characters joining us throughout the two and a half hours right now to start we've got bucky godbolt here we have got trey elling here fellas merry christmas yes yes texas ou is officially upon us and a little brisk breeze this morning not used to this here at the state fair but uh feels good and buck we are set for what should be a great game between these two heated rivals well you know this is a a great opportunity for both teams really when you when you look at it but what a great Great opportunity and great fanfare this is when you get state of Oklahoma and the state of Texas together for a, a football game like this. And once a year, we're treated, we're generally treated to something very, very special. And hopefully today will be the same with a Longhorn victory, though. That's what we need. Trey, you've been to more than 30 of these Texas OU games. Your thoughts on this one, man. This one does feel a little bit different. The fact that both of these teams are undefeated with the fact that both of these teams are ranked in the top 12 of the country, the fact that both of these teams kind of have college football playoff aspirations this season, this one seemingly has a little bit more juice than some of the ones we've seen in the last 12 years. Yeah, it's not every year we get a top 12 matchup, and that's what this is right now, even if we're not totally sure about Oklahoma. This is a very open year in college football. So, yeah, even Oklahoma has a chance in part because their schedule – has been and really is pretty easy other than this game. So if they can figure out a way to upset the Longhorns because they are nearly touchdown dogs right now, then the opportunity is in front of them as well. And guys, I just got to say, I've uh, had the opportunity to work in a lot of cool office spaces throughout my life. This may be number one for me right now with big techs off to our left. You have uh, Funnel Cake Factory in front of us, the Fletcher's Corn Dog Place right around the corner. We had corn dogs and beers for breakfast today. It is truly the State Fair Breakfast of Champions. Oh, this is as good as it gets. I offered Bucky my corn dog, and he continues to deny. I'm very disappointed. I'm very hurt by that. Did not want to fondle your corn dog. No, I'm not putting (laughs) my hands on your dog whatsoever. You Uh. eat that all to yourself. You have that little red rocket all to yourself. With tons of mustard. Oh, there was mustard just spooging all over the place. Spooging all over, yes. Thank you very much. Spooging all over the place. Did you get your Philly cheesesteak, Buck? No, I did not. I have not messed with that. You haven't found it because they don't sell it anymore. I think I'm – there's certainly one little stand just for me. The one lonely guy who comes and buys a Philly cheesesteak at the Texas State Fair. It's – I do remember where it's located. I may have to make that trip. 
uh, when, when my cards comes by. But other than that, this is such a great setting. It really is. And, and, and a wonderful day. I mean, we've been here when it's been 100 degrees almost at this time of day. And we've been here when it's been in the 30s at times when guys like you come in with your muscle shirt on there, Trey, and, you know, show out those guns. It's cool today. This is a this can be a, a great day for a football game. Really is. Well, it's going to end up perfect, guys, because it's going to be upper sixties, low seventies, either at the start of the game or shortly after. It's partly cloudy right now, even if it's completely sunny by game time. These right. are ideal conditions because we have all been uh, to this game when it's been too hot or too cold. Today it is going to be perfect, and hopefully we get uh, something close to a perfect performance out of this Longhorn football team. They have been playing good complimentary football after all. Yes, they have. As we get our first boomer from some love it. Oh, you fans who couldn't get into Texas. Apologies. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> guys, but is, you could work at the State Fair of Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're uh, looking for carnies for next year, guys, <laughs> if y'all are uh, trying to apply for a new job. Uh, boy, I'm going to get into a fight today, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> 57 degrees right now in Dallas. I'm looking at the always trustworthy Apple weather app. Oh, and I'm seeing 63 degrees at kickoff at 11 o'clock. 63. I feel ripped off now. Now I'm regretting my decision to go short sleeves today. Yeah. And then by two o'clock when the game should be, well, probably in the second quarter with the big 12 refs that we're going to have today, it'll get up to about 71, 72 degrees today. So yeah, it's going to be perfect for the players, for the coaches, for the fans, for everybody making their way to the Cotton Bowl today. All right, guys, let's obviously dive into the game. We've got two and a half hours to do this, but, Trey, you mentioned it, complimentary football. This Texas team is playing at an extremely high level right now. Of course, 5-0 and on the season, 2-0 and in the Big 12. Everybody talks about the Bama game, and, of course, you should. That's the biggest win of the year for Texas. That's the biggest win in a while for the Texas football program. But it really feels like, Trey, the last two games, the game in Waco and then the game last week against Kansas, this team has really put it all together. They're kind of firing on all cylinders right now. Yes, they are, and it starts with a defense that will occasionally give up the big play, but they are a gritty bunch. They will typically bounce back and force a three and out. They also have done a great job of forcing turnovers after big plays too, and they really do grind down an offense and force short possessions that then gets that Longhorn offense on the field. And even though Texas hasn't been perfect on offense this year, still struggling to get into the end zone when they get to the red zone, uh, this offense does still sustain drives and they wear defenses down to where you expect at some point in the game, even if in the second half, a Texas offense to really hit their rhythm, find some deep shots and continue sustaining drives to where you see these defenses pretty much giving up at the end of the third quarter or into the fourth quarter, much like what happened with Kansas last week. Now I know part of that was the Kansas defense having to go back on the field pretty quickly, but there was a give up moment last weekend that uh, I wasn't sure we would see out of Kansas until later in the fourth quarter. Buck, what about you, man? What gives you confidence with this Texas team going into this game today? Well, the fact that they've found their run game. They're, they've run the ball really, really well over the last couple of games. Actually, they've run the, they found their way about three games ago when they just started to really run the football. It's, it's just been really effective now. And uh, I, I think this is a team that can start out quickly with the run game. I think they can, you know, do some good things against this OU defense. That The front seven, are, are, they're okay. I mean, for the for the competition that they played against, they've kind of dominated some of the competition with the exception of that Cincinnati team that they played. Mm. But other than that, they've kind of dominated the competition, which they which they definitely should have. But this Texas run game is hitting full throttle right now midway in the season. And it's only I believe it's only going to get better as, as this offensive line starts to really, really 
put themselves out there against defenses. And and they are they are they are strong. They're physical. They're they're tough in the fourth quarter. But now it's time for them to be tough in those opening drives and, and in the scoring zone where they need to score some rushing some rushing TDs. You know, when they get yep. down to the scoring zone, they don't have to pass the ball. Don't have to be tricky, but just you know, put their will on on this Oklahoma defense and run the ball. And I hope. Yeah, Jonathan Brooks, forget just the Big 12 Conference. He's been one of the best running backs in the country, especially over the last three weeks. In the last three games, Jonathan Brooks has 488 rushing yards. That leads all Power 5 running backs. He also leads all Power 5 running backs in yards after contact in that stretch as well. He's breaking six tackles a game. So, is he B. John Robinson? No. But we have seen this Texas run game really evolve over the last few weeks. And since Jonathan Brooks got inserted into the starting lineup, he has been, once again, one of the best tailbacks in all of college football. And, yeah, I feel like Texas did a really good job the last couple of weeks of establishing the ground game early, right? It felt throughout the non-con games. Steve Sarkeesian was kind of passing to set up the run. He was trying to get Quinn Ewers in a rhythm early on versus trying to establish the ground game. And then things have kind of switched to where, you know, it's been the Jonathan Brooks show early in these ball games, Buck. And it's really working because this Texas offense has been getting out to some hot starts. Yeah, and I think we'll also see C.J. Baxter today. I mean, this is for, – for a young guy, this is his opportunity in a game like this. And, I, you know, you want to have a, a real coming out game. I think this will be it for him. You know, there's generally a star is born in this football game and goats are made in this football game. I think C.J. Baxter has an opportunity to be a star in this football game. Are we seeing this? Wow. We've got an impressive – what is that, a Bevo chain? Is that inflatable? What is that? A Bluetooth speaker. Very nice. Longhorn head. This guy also has a foam finger. Charlie Strong hand. (laughs) No, Charlie Strong. Charlie Strong's finger is way bigger than that. (laughs) This is a get up right here. This dude deserves a. You need a koozie, sir. If anyone has earned a koozie today, it is is you. Actually, bring him into the shot, please. We need to bring this guy into the shot for a second. Hey, we need you, sir. Behind this uh, very serious barricade that we have here. No one else is going to find their way around this, I'm sure. This is scaring everybody off. I want y'all who are watching on the YouTube right now to uh, to see what our man is guy. rocking. What up, there, man? There he is. What's up, brother? All right, that's so. This is a Bluetooth speaker right here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Did you make? The, okay. It's a, all right. It's a Bluetooth speaker wow. under the Longhorn head. I was like, that's still pretty badass right there, man. The Bluetooth speaker. He's got signed towel. He's got the socks. He's got the burn orange shoes. He's got the the golden hat. Signed by some Longhorn players, the burnt orange beard, unless that's your natural color. <laughs> a couple of shooting sleeves going on. I mean, this dude is to the nines. He's ready. Talk about your Sunday best. This is your Saturday best here at the Red River Shootout. But it's the biggest day of the year, so you got to pull out all of the stops. Thank you for stopping by, sir. Appreciate you, man. Ah, uh, the people watching today. I mean, it is yeah. not even eight fifteen, right? We're still two hours and forty seven minutes away from kickoff, and this place is already filling up, man. And they're going to be packing them in like sardines here. Uh, this day is special. Chip calls it the Mardi Gras for the state of Texas. You can call it Christmas. You can call it Hanukkah. You can call it. Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, it is uh, all of the best things in one today. All right, guys, so last year's game. I made sure some OU fans were walking by when I brought up last year's game. Uh, 49 to nothing. I I don't think anybody expects this, but what what went right, Trey, for Texas last year that you think maybe could translate to this year's game? I think the offense getting into a rhythm relatively early – can happen this game in part because of what you guys just talked about with establishing the run with Jonathan Brooks. But this is an offense that went three and out last year, their very first drive. 
And after that, it was a lot more successes than failures. And they put a hurting on OU to the point where uh, by halftime, this felt like it wasn't really much of a game anymore. And while most of us experienced that UTSD from a couple years ago where Texas is up 21 to 7, they end up blowing that game. It didn't feel like that same thing was going to happen, in part because OU was so bad offensively last year. And that's the biggest difference, obviously, uh, between the OU teams from last year and this year is they are much more competent on both sides of the ball. But Dylan Gabriel is a different player from the tight ends slash backup snappers that they had running quarterback for them last year. Yeah, that, that was a that was a first-year team, you know, with Coach Venables that just had not – had any depth to it whatsoever at the quarterback position, the running back position, you name it, the wide receiver position, defensive line. They had nobody last year, you know, and, and they had a poor season. And now going into year number two, I mean, he hits the transfer portal, brings in a couple new guys, and now he's establishes, he's trying to establish his culture or what's going to be the culture of Oklahoma yeah. in year number two. I don't think this is – I don't think you will see a 49 to nothing football game to that. No. I think there will be some scores in this game. I think Oklahoma will score in this game. It's just, do they have still, do they have the depth and do they have the talent of a Texas team that looks like a number three team in the nation, not like a team to just, you know, breaking the top 10, but look like a legitimate number three team. Oklahoma had 39 passing yards in the game last oh year. Oh, my gosh. Dylan Gabriel's going to have that by the end of the first quarter, Yeah, I think. Like, as good as this Texas defense is, and I think this Texas defense is one of the best in college football, uh, yeah, Dylan Gabriel is solid. He's playing at a really, really good level right now. He's top five in Heisman odds right now in Vegas. He is a massive, massive upgrade over Davis Bell. I mean, whoever the hell gave that dude a scholarship at Oklahoma, I was downtown at the bars last night in Dallas because, of course, I was chopping up with some OU people. And I just kept asking him that question. Who gave that dude a scholarship? Like, why was he the quarterback? It made his at the, parents very, very happy. At the University of Oklahoma. <laughs> well, they didn't deserve it, although I enjoyed it. So maybe I am glad he had a scholarship. But, yeah, I mean, they had him. They had Braden Willis, the converted tight end, trying to play quarterback. I mean, you kind of had a sense that, oh, there it is. There's a horns down from, like, a five-year-old. I haven't seen one of those today. Thank you very much. Six? She just told us to F off. Seven? So. No, she said I'm not five. How old? <laughs> Six? Seven? Seven. I'm, seven. I'm so She's sorry. Seven. Sorry. I'm so sorry. Thank you for not shooting us the bird because <laughs> I have gotten the bird from some four and five year old Oklahoma fans over the years. So yeah, no doubt about it. I will take the horns down over the middle she finger. Is seven years old, and it's good that we didn't see her mom, who is nine. Nine? Yes, that's happened to me the last time I was here. Yeah. Doing an, uh, having an sh- opportunity to do a there show. There was like a nine-year-old mom and a seven-year-old kid? How yeah. does that work? That's how it goes in Oklahoma. <laughs> there are all sorts of Oklahoma jokes that we're going to make over the next few hours, but that is one that just doesn't make any sense. I'm telling you, the kid came, shot the bird at me, and I said, I'm going to tell your mom. And she, she said, I am his mom, and she was nine. I'm like, wow, <laughs> things are different in Oklahoma. Uh, I don't quite know how that works. What about, uh, what about Quinn Ewers, guys? I mean, look. He broke out in the first quarter of the Alabama game last year. There we go. There's a Longhorn fan right there getting ready. Uh, he obviously broke out in the first quarter of the Alabama game, was spectacular against Nick Saban's defense. He breaks the collarbone. He has to miss the rest of that one, has to miss the next couple of weeks. So it really felt like Quinn Ewers' breakout game at the University of Texas was the Red River shootout last year. 21 of 31, 289 yards, four touchdowns through the air. He was a big part of why Texas just had no problem with Oklahoma last year. What's the confidence in Quinn Ewers? Buck, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, look, he's, he's off to a great start. He's only thrown one interception. Now, it did come last week, but he has played smart, sound football. 
And the last couple of weeks, we've really seen that consistency from him that I think most Texas fans have been looking for. It sure feels like Quinn Ewers is playing his best football Well, right I now. think what you're watching is a very mature quarterback right now, and his maturity is showing. You know, I mean, he's, he's worked hard at it. I mean, he's worked hard at his game. If you watch his footwork game by game, I mean, I mean, I constantly look at his, how his feet are, whether it's the first series or the last series in the football game. His footwork has been immaculate lately. It really has. I mean, he's going to have that off time where his footwork's not good, but then he decides to throw to A.D. Mitchell, which is a good thing because yep. A.D. Mitchell catches everything, whether it's off target or not. He makes the catch for Quinn Ewers. But his maturity, I think, has really, has really, really changed. I think he's become a real team leader. And they, they look to him not only in the offensive end, but on the defensive end, too. If you watch him when he comes off the sideline now, he's involved. He's involved in the football game. He's not the guy who just goes, grabs the phone, talks to his quarterback coach. He's involved with players. And that's what you do as a – I mean, that's what you do as a, a number one quarterback for our, our top ten team. And, yeah. and I think we're all seeing that from him. I think we're seeing the maturity level uh, of a guy who's got all kinds of talent. And plus he's such an ex- outstanding runner. I mean – my goodness. He's, he's somebody that you, you sleep on a little bit in terms of what he can do with his legs. Just going back to that play against Kansas last weekend, the uh, 29 to 30 yard scamper for a touchdown. Kansas was spying him on that play and he kind of sucked the linebacker in to the linebackers left before he took off to his left and eventually wound his way up the field for a touchdown. He was on the money to start yes, uh, last week's game, guys. He was on point from the beginning. They were doing a good job of feeding A.D. Mitchell on that very first drive. And uh, even though they weren't having success in the red zone, uh, Quinn Ewers was on point and Bucky, it does come down to that footwork. And you also love the positive attitude that he has to go along with the physical changes. He is remaining engaged. And last year when things weren't going well for Quinn Ewers, you would see so many shots of him sitting on a bench by himself, seemingly moping. He is not doing that. He is maintaining that positive attitude and the offense and the team on the whole is feeding on that. Yeah. I mean, he's a leader throughout. He's not just, as I said, he's not just an offensive leader. He's a defensive leader. You know, they depend on, on this guy, whether he does it with his arm or he does it with his feet now that he can keep drives alive and the defense doesn't have to run back out there. And, you know, a game like today and this kind of weather is, is just perfect for this defense. This is a defense that may be the best fit football team in the nation. Right. I mean, depth wise, they have it, but when it comes to what the, what the uh, staff has done with them, especially the strength and conditioning coach has done with this group, they're guys that don't want out of games. They want to stay in the games. Nobody yep. wants, nobody wants to lose a spot. This team is so talented. You don't want to come off the field. You may lose your spot. I mean, you may not, you may not get a chance to come back. Get on the field Wally and go pipped. Off. Yes. Yeah. And, it's, and, and that's fun to see out of this team. I think you see, you know, you've watched teams like Georgia. That's the way they've been playing. Guys don't, Guys don't want to come off the field. They're not, oh, no, I'm just fine, coach. Just leave me, let me, leave me be. I'll take a deep breath, and I'll be right back in there. And this is a, a football team that's physically fit and physically ready to, to play anybody in the nation and play for four quarters now, too, which yeah. is good to see. That's the biggest difference between this yes. year's Texas and last year's Texas, right? I mean, Texas lost five games a season ago, including the bowl game. They were all by one score, and it just felt like in nut-cutting time, if you will, yep. Texas fell apart. Part of it was on coaching decisions. Part of it was just on the players. And in the fourth quarter of close games, it felt like Texas wasn't making the winning plays that were required to win those games. This year, it's different. I mean, this has been one of the best fourth quarter teams in all of college football. We've seen it a few different times this year where they've been able to pull away from teams in the second half and especially in the fourth quarter of some of these games. That's the strength and conditioning that you talked about. But that's, that's what championships teams do, right? Like, of course, you want to play 60 minutes of good football. 
But when you have the depth that Texas has, you are able to wear on teams over the course of those 60 minutes. And that is something that Texas didn't have. I think the coaches have gotten better with their in-game adjustments, but I also just think the talent and the depth that this group has is a huge reason why we've seen that kind of 180 in the second half of games. This well, year. And, and Trey, you know, this, they're just building talent. I mean, this, this talent pool right now and what Sark and the staff is doing when it comes to recruiting, owning the summertime. I mean, this group has – they have the majority of their football team by June, and June has been a big year for Sarkin. I mean, when you start getting depth like they have right now, it is – it's paramount to have depth going next year when you go into the SEC. But in order to win any kind of championship, in order to have winning seasons, you, ha you have to have the kind of depth that they have right now. And as I said, a, a day like today, guys are not going to win out. You're going to see a lot of guys get a lot of snaps. But the thing about it is when you bring another player in, the players are just as good. You start recruiting this, you know, this five-star and four-star talent, you know, a guy comes out for a blow there, then he comes back in the game. The guy that went in for him is just as good as the guy who went out. Here's where I want to see decent rotation from Texas, the position groups that I want to see rotations today. The defensive line, yep, not the linebackers. I don't want to see that much rotation amongst the secondary guys either. I don't need to see Keaton Crawford. I understand he's good coming up against the run, but defenses or offenses, excuse me, are going to identify when he's on the field attacking him through the air. And he is a liability right now through the air. So I don't want to see a heavy rotation at the safety position even necessarily. And on the offensive side of the ball, I don't know if JT Sanders is 75%. Maybe you see uh, more of that third tight end rotating in for him at times, but I don't want to see a ton of rotation on that side of the ball either necessarily. If a guy is tired, he needs to come out, but otherwise your best guys need to be out there today. Oh, for the defensive sure. line is so good, including uh, second and even some third team guys that I think that does help to keep them fresh and keep the pressure on that Oklahoma offensive line. But everybody else needs to play, I don't know, north of 75 to 80% of the snaps. The starters do that is. Yeah, the weather won't be a factor no. today. Right. right. I mean, it's going to be a beautiful day here in Dallas. It, so. And their conditioning is going to be that much better, yep. too, because they've been practicing in the heat. And, you know, people, some people probably understand this. Others may not. If you do all of your conditioning in the hot, hot conditions, when it drops down to temperatures like this, you feel like you could play three games in a row. Wow. Yep, that's the good news for Texas. And you talk about the experience. Uh, Texas is the more veteran team here. They've got more guys who have played in this game, but also just overall they've got more guys with more college football experience too. And I feel like that plays a huge factor in this game, and that goes to your point, Trey, where, yeah, you want to play your starters. Most of the starters that Texas has are upperclassmen, guys who have been a part of Texas OU at least once or twice. And some of these guys have been – for the highest of the high and the lowest of the low, right? Absolutely. Two years ago, the 28-7 lead, they blew it. They lost. It was heartbreaking. Last year couldn't have gone better for Texas. Experience in this game matters a lot, and I think that goes to your point, Trey, about just wanting to have guys who have been a part of moments and atmospheres like this on the field as often as you can. And I know Bucky mentioned C.J. Baxter possibly having a big game today. Maybe, but I also don't want to see Sark force the issue. Like last week against Kansas, it was still a close game, and he was rotating Baxter in every other series. I don't necessarily like that, especially after Jonathan Brooks has ripped off a big run. Like maybe he needs one series to get a breather, but you want him back in there because he is so effective at running the football, finding those tiny little lanes, making small moves to pick up huge yardage after the fact. Too. Yeah, but you're going to hear the coach tell you that's why he's like this right now because of my rotations. I mean, they, are, they, they have a comeback to everybody's comeback. You know, that's, that's how that works. Well, he'll tell you that's why he's Jonathan Brooks right now has been so successful. He was he's also had, telling me that Jonathan Brooks wasn't the starter at the beginning of the that's year. That's exactly right. So his decision making with running backs are a little bit suspect, a little bit. Well, I, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a great opportunity for a lot of players to get in. As I said, somebody, there's always a star 
you know, if you've been around this game long enough, there's always somebody that you talk about on Monday that, yeah. wow, I didn't expect that. And that guy just was just shining all over the place. But this team has been consistent. It's not it's not been just one star. It's been everybody's been a part of the success of, of Texas right now. And I got I would think that the same thing for Oklahoma, I, the, the, the sex of success of what they're doing right now, too. This still is an undefeated group, no matter who they played. You know, they haven't lost a game yet. Right. They don't know what it's like to lose. And they've got a, a pretty good leader in Dylan Gabriel. He's a he's a really good, solid quarterback slash running back, I believe. And I think he'll he'll have he'll have some positive things that will happen for him today. He's that that kind of football player. He's a he's a good, good quarterback. And with the exception of Quinn Ewers, I don't I don't think there's a better quarterback in this conference. I mean, I think I would think he's. Well, if you thought it was two. Will Howard, you don't anymore no. after last night. <laughs> I mean, obviously, these are the only two ranked teams in the Big Twelve right now. That might be the case for the rest of the year. Yeah. You know, with K State losing as a twelve-point favorite in Stillwater last night, like, I thought K State was maybe the second-best team in this league, but they've already lost a couple of times this year. So, yeah, no, Dylan Gabriel might be the best or the second best quarterback in the conference. Jalen Daniels at Kansas, I think would have a word about that, but when he's, he's healthy. He's if he's healthy. Yeah, I don't think he's going to yeah. play today for Kansas against UCF. So yeah, you might be seeing the two best quarterbacks in the conference on the field today. Dylan Gabriel's numbers are really good, by the way, almost 1600 yards, 15 touchdowns to two interceptions. He's got the fourth highest QBR in college football this season. He's been really, really good. And he was up and down last year. Obviously, was injured at a couple of different times, so he missed some time. But this guy has been on a mission this year. And he plays with some flair, and he plays with some confidence. Well, he plays – he's a he's a rough player. He really is. He, he's a physical player. He wants to to be known as that kind of guy. I, he reminds me a little bit of Baker Mayfield. Hmm. He'll oh. go out there, and he'll, he'll, he won't slide. He'll go bone to bone with you, and he'll come up jawing at you like, I can't believe you made that tackle on me because I'm just that good. Yeah. I mean, somebody needs to get that shot on him today that he's going to feel it and feel it throughout the game. And and Texas has those type of players that could come out of the secondary. The linebackers are skilled enough that they're not going to go for for a lot of his, his head fakes, his running back slash quarterback fakes. And he's going to get popped a couple times, but he's not going to give in. I mean, he's a four-quarter guy. If he doesn't go off the field, he's a four-quarter player that will continue to just fight and fight and fight. I mean, I, I like his attitude. I like the way he plays. I think that's where Jalen Catalan comes into play. Yes. Uh, making the Baker Mayfield comparison, maybe uh, Jalen Catalan turns into that retaining wall that uh, Baker Mayfield probably still has nightmares about. Perhaps Dylan Gabriel will have nightmares about Jalen Catalan when today is done. Another guy in the secondary that I'm expecting to have a huge game today, guys, Jade Barron. He yeah. seems to uh, step up much like his quarterback and really the rest of the team at this point in the biggest moments, and uh, he has been lights out this year, too. Uh, can't wait to see what Jade does uh, against the run and also uh, when defending the pass as well. I'm going to ask you all another question so I can take a couple of bites of this corny dog. There you go. Now, real quick, is there mustard anywhere, Trey, or am I, am I raw dog in this thing? You can, <laughs> you can get Brock to go get mustard that's right over there. But uh, I, I do recommend the mustard with the Fletcher's corny dog. No raw dogging. No uh, raw dogging. Okay, let me ask you all this. We don't know if Ryan Watts is going to play. At least I haven't seen anything on Twitter. But the last we heard from Steve Sarkeesian on Thursday was that it's a game-time decision. He's and not playing. I think, yeah, most of the people are assuming that we will not see Ryan Watts on this Texas defense this year. So, Trey, you mentioned a couple of players on this Texas secondary. How confident are you in this Texas secondary? The OU passing game has been one of the most efficient in college football. We know the opponents that they've gone up against, the sisters of the poor, the school of the blind, and the deaf. But – 
those guys have been putting up ridiculous numbers. Dylan Gabriel, I just mentioned them. The receivers are off to a phenomenal start this season. What's your confidence level with this Texas secondary, assuming one of the top corners can't go? I actually have a little bit more confidence in this Texas, uh, this Texas secondary in coverage Come on. when uh, when Malik Muhammad is in there for Ryan Watts. I think Malik Muhammad is a little bit better in coverage than Ryan Watts has been this season, less prone to letting a wide receiver get behind him. And I think as long as these other guys are doing their jobs and the safeties aren't getting sucked in by play action, I'm confident that Texas defense can slow up what Dylan Gabriel has been so good at this year, not only throwing the deep balls, but also really chewing up the middle of the field. This is where a guy like Jalen Ford is so important. His ability to drop back in coverage, keep his eyes on the quarterback, and also make plays on the football, too. How many times have we seen him drop back and, and pick a pass off at this point? It feels like three or four at least. He had uh, the one-hander earlier this year, and uh, he is a guy that makes it very difficult to throw in the middle of the field on this Texas defense. Yeah, I, Dylan Gabriel is really confident in his arm, and the thing about it, if he's pressured, he's going to let it loose. Right. And that's where, that's where guys like – you know, like you said, where, where Ford comes in, where he's eyeballing the quarterback and eyeballing where that receiver is going to be. And these crossing routes, he tends to step in front. But, dude, he really he really does a, a fantastic job of, of getting balls into tight spots, you know. But the pressure of Texas, I believe, you know, coming up today will force him to throw those balls that will get picked, BK. They'll, he'll, he'll take a shot. He'll take a chance. But, I mean, he's going to have he's going to have some success in some of the things that he does. But. He will take that chance. He's 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 that type of player. Yeah, absolutely. And look, Oklahoma's run game has not been that good, right? You look at OU's stats for the most part; they're very very impressive on both offense and defense. But they're 75th in the country in terms of yards per carry, just averaging four yards a carry, and they haven't gone up against a front as good as Texas is this season. So hey, he is their Dylan Gabriel is their run game he right can now. Run. Well, well, the good news is, look, as good as Dylan Gabriel's been playing, it's the same going up against OU as it is going up against any other team in the country. Right. If you can make their offense one-dimensional, if you can take away their straight running back run game, then Texas is probably going to win this football game. Like OU cannot just be predictable offensively. They no. can't be running for two to three yards to carry and expect to have a chance against this Texas And especially team. as quick as they run plays. Yep. I mean, you're talking about wearing yourself out, wearing yourself out mentally. It's not so much a physically. If you're running the ball as, as quick as they are and, and getting in, the, in and out of the huddle, and you don't have any success, and you're having to punt an awful lot, that just wears on you mentally. It won't won't do much to you physically because it can be such a beautiful day, but it actually will wear on you mentally if you don't continue to move those chains. Joining us now at the Old Mill Inn on the fairgrounds here in Dallas, Texas, USA, America. A man who I'm sure got a full eight hours of sleep last night. He went straight back to his hotel. I don't think so. After our Friday broadcast at Harwood Tavern downtown, the great Mike Hardball Harge. What's up, man? Man, you are correct, BK. Because <laughs> I was sleepwalking most of the night, yeah. bro. Because I, I, I had a good time in Dallas, Texas. How can you not? This is a big time game. This is a big time party. And everybody wants to win. Oh, yeah. Both sides. And they want the bragging rights. You guys were talking about that a little while ago and talking about how much this game means to both sides. But most importantly, because we're representing Texas Sports Unfiltered, we're talking about Texas, baby. Yeah. This is what it's all about. I'm, I'm so excited for this game. I've been waiting for it. I couldn't sleep last night. Well, most of that because I was having a good time. But 
For Stony Clark hey, and, yeah. and the boys. <laughs> That's a 15-yard penalty right there. There they go. Unsportsmanlike conduct. Unsportsmanlike conduct. You're allowed to do that. <laughs> you're just giving us free yards today, baby. We'll take it. Not that we need it after last year. I think we're okay. Yeah, we're bringing Get it. back out there on the fairground and start guessing the weights of people. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're late for work. You're late, you're late for, for work. work. Oh, man. <laughs> That is awesome. Yeah, now this this weekend is so much fun. I mean, we're two and a half hours away from kickoff, and this place is filling up, and it helps that the weather is just perfect. Oh, man, this is perfect for you. I'm still concerned yeah. about you guys, though, because y'all come out here in shorts. Yeah. But a long sleeve shirt. It's like my wife was like talking about my jacket. She was like, uh, is your chest okay? Right. Because it looks like your arms are fine. <laughs> you know? Hey. We're going jacket on in public I see it. today. I see it. I love it. It's dangerous to go jacket off in public now. De so definitely dangerous. All right. Okay, so I wanted to ask you guys this because I, I heard the conversation about Dylan Gabriel, uh, the lack of the running game for, for Oklahoma. When you look at this game, and I know that we've talked about um, we've talked about Jalen Catalan before and what his impact was going to be at this time. But to me, my biggest question for you guys – can they develop a run game at all? Can Oklahoma, is this the game that they develop their run game? We talked about the defensive line for Texas and what they bring every single week, and it's important that they continue to do that. But is this the game that they try to develop a run game? Dude, if they haven't developed a run game in that god-awful schedule that they've had, they're not going to get it in this game. <laughs> they're not going to find a run game if the, the sisters of the poor that they've been playing – in the beginning of the season, if they haven't found a run game, then they, they won't find a run game today. Their quarterback is going to get his runs. He 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 finds ways to get his runs, but yeah. they don't have a feature running back. They they right. have a, they have a guy who will carry seven times in one game, and then he won't play in the next game. It's just and generally, and we're used to that. What we're used to is seeing somebody really stand out for OU. I, I don't care if it's if it's running back slash H back half back. There's always some guy. Yeah, he probably jumps out there from yeah. anywhere, right? Yeah, but it's it's not going to happen. This is not the day that they find a running game, not against this defense, no. We have more bodacious posters here at the State <laughs> Hey, Fair man, they're, they're, they're making it work, man. How they're... much money is Oregon spending on advertising these no, days? No, it's Phil Knight. Yeah. Spilling, you know, it's a Nike that, campaign. That Nike money, man. <laughs> That's they're, exactly what it is. There are Bo they're Nicks. still from Michael Jordan. There are Bo Nix posters all over the city of Dallas this weekend. I'm not sure if they realize it's OU and not UO playing in this game. Hey, very true. Cool. But, uh, yeah, so the good news for Texas is there's a lot of good news. But probably <laughs> on paper, the biggest mismatch is, yeah, the Texas run defense going up against the Oklahoma rushing offense. And, you know, I don't know if the traditional run game is going to work for OU today. Right. right. So Texas has allowed the fewest rushing yards per game, yards after contact, yards per carry, and broken tackle rate on runs in the A and B gaps this season. So running into the teeth of this Texas defense, I mean, we figured that was going to be a strength of the Longhorns going into the year with just the talent and experience and depth that they had on the interior D-line. That has come to fruition over these five weeks. And once again, for Oklahoma, they have really struggled running the football. The interior of their offensive line is probably a weakness. If the Texas D-line can do what it's done, Oklahoma's not going to be able to run. They're going to have to get creative, and we expect that, right? Teams pull out all the stops. They go deep into their bag for this game. You've got to do something different. You've got to break tendency. I don't know if the traditional run game is going to work for OU, Buck. They might have to switch it up a little bit. More outside zone, but also screen games, jet sweeps, just certain things to try to, get, yeah, to, I, to I, try to get their run game going more than it has been. Yeah, because I, I agree with you on, on the jet sweeps, try to get to the perimeter. Nobody's got to the perimeter really that well against Texas this year. They've had 
some early, you know, last week they had an early run for 26 yards, the first run of the game, then got outside. And, and But then, as I said, they start to reel you in, the Texas defense. They'll let you get away with, with something, you know, the, your first series, maybe your second series. But this defense, you know, PK just finds a way. He just starts to bring you in, bring you in. And I think the same thing will happen today. You know, I expect that you're going to you're going to pull out all the stops. There's going to be some tricky, tricky stuff Always, going on here today. Right? And in this game, you have to. I mean, you, you got to put something on film for a little bit of everybody. They've been, these guys have been working on this all week. What will that trick play be? Where, and, where, and who will be the one that, yeah. that, that breaks it off? Like somebody that may not be a part of it, may be in it. But then all of a sudden you, you see a guy that you hadn't seen all year. And all of a sudden, boom, he's he's part of the success. I was talking to Kenneth Sims, lifetime Longhorn, legendary lifetime Longhorn and college football Hall of Famer. And he was telling me about the defensive line because obviously that's what he played. So anytime I talk to him, that's what I want to understand. I want to understand a little bit more. He said the biggest thing for the Texas Longhorns that he's seen this year is they're not standing up to be dancing bears. Right. They're smashing faces. And he said if you can get a, a defensive lineman to smash face, that's crazy. That, that's probably Smash what you was doing face. last night. You was having a good time last night, VK. But he was—he said when you can get them to smash face, yeah. it changes the entire complexity of that defense because now the linebackers can scrape. They can get. They can move from side to side. But he was saying that interior push will be the difference because going back to the offensive line for Oklahoma. He says that they can continue to push them backwards. Yeah, they should be able to, both yeah. in the run and against the yeah. pass. Too, yeah, no right? doubt. Like, that's where quarterbacks hate pressure the most. If it's coming right Up in front. their face. Yep. And Dylan Gabriel's 5'10", 5'11", too. Yep. Like, he can't see over people. Uh, he's at his best. Like most quarterbacks are with the clean pocket. But yep. also, yeah, for Texas, the D-line, look, they've got to get push. They've got to play with force, but they also have to play with finesse. They've got to be smart. They've got to be disciplined. They can't lose contain on the edge because if you let Dylan Gabriel step up in the pocket, he's got those clean running lanes. He's going to take off and make you pay a little bit. Yeah, no and, doubt. And his thought is to, to his thought. He wants to pass the ball. He wants to find out if you'll come up, if you'll suck up inside for him. He'll he'll take off and uh, he'll throw the ball over the top of you. He's a passer, so yeah, he wants to throw the ball. He really doesn't want to run. He's but he is a willing runner. That that's for sure. He understands that what they have to do in order to win this football game today, they have to keep the chains moving. They can't have a lot of three and outs. They can't put it in the hands of uh, Quinn Ewers and this offense. They really can't because this is a Texas team that can ball control you. They can win in a lot of different ways. You know, they got quick strike if they want to. But now that they found their running game, in a game like this today with weather like this, where you can run all day long today, yeah. you really can. You can saddle up Jonathan Brooks and just run it down people's guts. And and if, if Texas gets yeah. on one of those kind of rolls, it's one, it's one of those games the clock's going to move. I mean, you can score it. I mean, you score it in any any way you can. But if you have an opportunity to punish somebody with the run and let the clock run and watch their offense stand on the sideline, this is where it could be a long day for Oklahoma. It's demoralizing. It, it very much is. Yep. Yep. And there are a lot of things I want to see with this Oklahoma team, right? Because once again, five and zero. Oh. oh, actually, I don't want to see anything. Yeah. Well, I want <laughs> to see wanna... them look bad. Yeah. There you go. I want to see them look fake go. because uh, look, I'm not 100 percent bought into this team. We know they're better than last year. Now the for bar sure. was pretty low, right? It was Oklahoma's Absolutely. worst season in almost three decades. So Absolutely. You, you figured uh, there'd be some improvement with them, but how good is that run defense? Like Oklahoma is one of two teams in college football. That has not given up a rushing touchdown this season. It's impressive. It's them and Iowa. Uh, OU's run defense has been really stout this year. They're just giving up 3.1 yards a carry. So on paper, that's strength on strength, right? Because the Texas rushing offense has been one of the most effective in college football, especially over the last three weeks. But how good is OU's run defense truly? 
Because last year they couldn't stop Texas on the ground. They couldn't stop Texas anyway. They couldn't stop a nosebleed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, could yeah. stop you or me in a phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. once, once again, it was year number one for for Coach Bill. I agree. Yeah. This is I a, agree. This is now he's had a full year to to build his culture to to get into the transfer portal. Yep. To to establish and stabilize some things with the players that he already has had that he's had to go through a year. That was a tough year for. That was for, a tough year for Oklahoma fans. It was a tough year for alums, you know, administrators there. I mean, they didn't know if they wanted to keep this guy, if this was going to be their guy. And I think that, you know, it, it takes, you know, we've seen it ourselves at Texas. It takes you a little bit of time. You just don't jump. Cultures just don't jump into what you've done, to what Lincoln Riley had, had done there. Right. You know, and I know they just can't stand Lincoln Riley and Norman anymore. But right. what'd you call him? Tebow. Yeah, what, what does that mean? That bitch out west. <laughs> <laughs> That's what OU fans call Lincoln Riley nowadays. So no love lost between those two guys. No and, doubt. And, yeah, look, Lincoln Riley obviously walked into a great situation, right? Like Bob Stoops left the cupboard full, and he also kind of walked away late in the offseason. Like yes. he had already gone through the recruiting cycle, and really it just handed the keys to a Porsche over to Lincoln Riley, yep, and yep. there was no drop-off at all. But, yeah, Lincoln Riley, when he left, he took a bunch of great players with him to USC – namely the quarterback, Caleb Williams. I'm forever grateful to Lincoln Riley for that because I'm so glad we don't have to see Caleb Williams in this game. But uh, yeah, Thank God. It's, it's, taken, <laughs> it's taken a little bit of time for Vegas to get it going. And, and it kind of feels like they're on the Texas trajectory, guys. Yep. Like, you think of Sark, yes. year one, five and seven. Okay, OU a little bit better. They were six and seven. They went to a bowl. Went to a bowl game. Obviously, Texas took some steps in year two. Yep. They got better. There was clear progression going on. And that's what you're seeing with Oklahoma right now. I feel like Brent Venables is a year away from having exactly who he wants. Like, the team is so much better this year. And the portal obviously expedites any rebuild right now in college football. But I feel like, like, Texas, just where this roster is right now, Sark said it going into the year. He's got his guys now. And his guys know him. They know the systems. They know what they, the coaching staff expects from the players. I think Venables is still a year away, which is why I'm really confident. I feel like just Texas's program right now is in a better, healthier spot than OU. Yeah, get them while you can get them. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. like Dion said, right? Like he's like, get me now oh. because I'm building what I want at this moment. And that is what Brent Venables is doing because the biggest thing for him that very first year – Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He didn't believe in the transfer portal because he was coming from that Dabo Sweeney yeah. school of right. thinking. They only believe in God. They and don't he, believe in exactly. The portal. Yeah. But now they're sitting there looking at it, and he's saying, "Okay, I realized last year was awful yeah. for us." Yeah, and he's putting fire hoses in his noses and all that kind of <laughs> stuff. No, that's not where he was putting it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's not where he was putting it. But now you look at him, and you got to put some respect on his name. Just like Sark said at the press conference earlier this week, he stated, "He said Brent." I knew he was going to be able to get this thing turned around. I knew he was going to be able to go out and get the players that he needed to get better. We've seen a huge, huge uh, change in the direction of this program. That's cool. I don't need him to change it all the way today. No. I don't need it today. I need them to make sure that everything's still stumbling into next season because yeah. we're going to be walking. They're playing against exactly. Tulsa, Tulsa and – 
Where and were they playing? Was it the, not Louisiana Lafayette? Who was the Ar- Arkansas State? Yeah. yeah, Arkansas State. They put up seventy plus against them. Oh, quickly. Won. Yeah, that's why they scored ninety-one points uh, in the first quarter throughout this season, and that's the only reason why. Yeah, well, the Oklahoma Big Cam! numbers are, are Constantine. That's my guy right there. there I love that is. guy. Come on, come <laughs> on, oh, dad. <laughs> All right, we we brought the Texas up. one fun people are here. Oh, right? there we go. All Those the are guys, people right that's there. That's our baseball guys right there. Come that's on. how you do that thing. We need them on our side. There they go. There we go. Come on. Yeah. I'll take some of those tickets. <laughs> My man's thirsty. Come on. Now. Man is thirsty. All right. Hey, you, you brought up the fire hose. I think we've uh, got audio and video of uh, Brent Venables' comments from Big 12 Media Days last year. Uh, it's been just like you would expect. The fire hose is fully inserted uh, in my mouth here, and uh, we've been blowing and going. And so uh, we've been blowing and going, coach. <laughs> the Good fire job. hose fully inserted into my mouth, and we've been blowing and going here, <laughs> just like guy. you would expect. No, I, I didn't expect that at all. I've never heard anybody say I've that. Never in my heard life. anybody say that yeah. in my life. But I like it. Good job. Very unexpected there, Brent Venables. So, you know, look, look, like these are two unbeaten teams losing to the number 12 team in the country. There's usually not a lot of shame in that. But y'all talked about it, man. This this is Texas's best football team since 2009. Right. I think everybody agrees. Even Oklahoma fans agree with that sentiment. This is not a top five OU team since 2009. Right. Like this team is good. They've obviously taken steps. But once again, I still feel like they're a year away from really being back to the Oklahoma that has been so dominant over the course of the Big 12, it would be really disappointing to lose this game. When we feel oh, as no great doubt. as we do about our guys this year, and they still have as many questions as they do up there, like there's no such thing as a must-win. Texas can lose. They can run the table. They can win the rematch potentially in Arlington and still make it to the playoff. But it would be kind of demoralizing, guys, if Texas can't win considering how good we feel about this team and, once again, where Oklahoma has been as a program. Well, can, can, I, can I take a moment for a second? Hold on. Douglas Hodo the third, the man, the myth, the, the legend. They are here, bro. Douglas Hodo the third is in the house. Let's Pete Hansen is in the house. Let's go. These are the guys that are ballers in the baseball world. I love those guys. Texas baseball team. That's right. Come on now. That's right. Shout out. <laughs> hey, if y'all want to get on a headset now, they're drinking beer. Yeah, <laughs> they're drinking yeah, beer. Yeah, they're having a good time. <laughs> we don't want to talk. They don't have drink. time for us. No, it's the off season exactly. right now. They don't need to be doing any work They are right on the now. fairgrounds to have a fair time. <laughs> Absolutely. That's that's what we'll all be doing. Hell, we already are doing that here. Got to Sorry about that, guys. Them. We just never know what's going to happen around us. Come on. That's the best. <laughs> this is as good as it gets, right? No the, doubt. The people watching. This is the best people watching day of the year and this place is uh, starting to fill up but buck yeah your thoughts on on what i said right we're where texas is right now what we feel like this team is capable of doing it feels like it'd be crushing if they can't find a way to get this job done today vincent yeah, yeah oh. baby. well the way they would do it is if they would turn the ball over if they were just you know just give the ball away today you can't just do that you know what i'm saying you you, you can't just give people the ball and this yeah. and this and in this particular game your opportunities are are going to be many. You know, there are a lot of things that will happen in this. The emotions will change. Things will go up and down. But, BK, if you turn the ball over in this game, your fates can really change. You're, you, you can lose a football game today. One turnover can cost you. But, as I said, the emotions will flow up and down. And, you know, there'll be some, there'll be some, great, op- there'll be some great opportunities for both teams, I believe, today. But Texas needs to take advantage of the ones that they get. As I said, get in the scoring zone yep. and score touchdowns and not field goals, not have your guy have to come out and kick today. How about VY walking by? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Why didn't you get him on the show, Arch? Well, you know, he's busy. 
We're busy. Yeah, but he he got <laughs> things going on. Right we're now. Working he got right things. Now. What do you mean? has things to do today. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's pretty important around these parts, yeah. I would think. But yeah, for he, sure. You talk about heroes, man. Obviously, a Longhorn legend and the guy who made a name for himself in this game, especially. But he will be on Texas Sports Unfiltered this week, so don't worry about that. There you go. Is that right? Yeah, got it. All right. right, come on now. <laughs> hey, nobody gives you guests like Texas Sports Unfiltered, right? Earl Campbell, sure. Ricky Williams, That's Derek right. Johnson, Quan right. Cosby. That's what we do. Michael Griffin. Oh, yeah. You know, nobody gets more Longhorn legends per capita, whatever the hell that means. Oh, uh, well, we're going to take them numbers and, and, and make them bigger. That's what we do. That is what we do right here. The algorithms. <laughs> the algorithms. The algorithms. I still don't know what that I word don't means. I learned that the other day. So we're working on it. Hey, if you want to chime in, you can hit us up on the CODA text line, 512-222-9328. That's right. Our text line is sponsored by Circuit of the Americas. We thank them for their great partnership with us at TSU. they got a big race coming up here shortly. Oh, come on, F1 in a oh, couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah. How excited are you? I'm excited. I'm I'm. I'm even more excited that NASCAR, boogity, 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 2024, <laughs> let's go racing, comes back to uh, Coda. Yes, it does. The NASCAR racing. By the way, BK, I want to thank our travel partners. Yes. Austin Duck Adventures, Ride Splash Quack. There it course, is. Comanche Concrete, our guys over at Comanche Concrete, and your favorite and my favorite, Hay City Store, and your favorite, Harge. That's Hayes right. Hay City Store, thank you to all our travel partners getting us up here this week. We appreciate the Covert family, as always, and what they've done for us. And those Longhorns out there know the Covert family for since 1909. They've been serving Central Texas Man. and doing a great job at it, as a matter of fact. Yep, and the Coverts aren't getting their rental car back, I can tell you that. They're not. They're, they're not yeah, you found comfort in that, right? What are you saying over there? I can't hear you. <laughs> you said two missing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what a chant, huh? One side of the section or one side of the stadium yells tooth, the other side yells missing. <laughs> yeah, that'll be perfect. That's what they do over there. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it is, uh, it is a beautiful day here in Dallas. And yeah, many thanks to our travel partners for getting us up here. Had a fun time yesterday. Shout out to everybody who made their way to Absolutely. Harwood Tavern in wow, downtown what a good time Dallas. That was. Great turnout. That place was packed. Had a ton of fun. Great drinks, great food. Shout out to them for hosting and shout out to y'all for stopping by and once again if you are here we're at the old mill inn if you're listening on the app driving into the fair if you're watching us on youtube and you're going to make your way here to the fairgrounds this morning make sure you stop by at the old mill inn right by big tex that guy is huge hopefully he does not catch on fire this i was year. walking around yesterday i was like how am i not finding big tex and then boom yeah there he is right in front of me he man. just hits you man. <laughs> now if that guy falls buck does it sound like a sack of shit? <laughs> Falling off the table? Yeah. What happens if Big Tex goes That's down? That's not going to sound like a sack of shit. That's, That's going to sound very different. You hear people screaming at the same time. That's showing up on the Richter scale. <laughs> if, uh, if something happens to Big Tex. You're going to hear screaming and yelling. Oh, yeah. man. Not today. That better oh. not happen today. So, Buck, you talked about it, man. I mean, Texas has been playing really smart, sound, disciplined football. They're one of the least penalized teams in the country. I think the most penalties they have in a game this year is six. And that was in the Wyoming game, which obviously the Longhorns were able to take care of business and run away in the fourth quarter. Only two turnovers. Uh, I beg your pardon. We've got four turnovers, yep, two of them on special go. teams. Only two on offense, there we right? Go. right? Viewers threw the pick last week. Jaden Blue had the fumble at the end of the Wyoming game, I yep, think it yep, was. Yep. But for the most part, like, here's where I'm at with this game. I just think Texas is better than Oklahoma. I feel like if Texas plays its best football and they don't shoot themselves in the foot, 
they are going to win this game, and I think they're going to win this game by double digits. Very fair. That's yeah. what it takes. But in this game, it's a little bit harder to do with just the atmosphere and everything that goes into Texas OU. It's easier said than done to play that smart, sensible brand of football that we've seen from Texas. Well, I think if you're smart and, and you execute, because you're going to have emotions. Everybody's going to be emotional today. Well, it's going to be turned there'll up. Be, there'll be guys that haven't played in this game, haven't been in this game. There'll be guys on the sideline that won't understand that things will happen in the game. But you have to continue on. You have to execute the plays. You have to execute what your coaches have talked about because things things can change in a hurry here. And if you let that, if you let your emotions just kind of go with the flow, you'll screw the whole thing up. Yeah. You really will. You'll, yep. you'll screw up the game plan. But just go go with the game plan. Go with the flow. Let the emotions happen. They're not going to carry – the emotions not going to carry you throughout the football game. That stuff's going to come to an end somewhere in the mid, middle of the first quarter sometime. A couple series in, and that emotions is just going to be you looking up in the stands – looking around a little bit, but then getting your eyes and your ears focused back to what's going on on the field. I always said this was the game that, for players, I said, I know your mom and dad are over there in Section C and your girlfriend's in Section C with them, but don't get caught looking up there, and while you're standing around a pile, somebody comes in and, and ear holes you because you're not paying attention to what's going on. This is a football game that's played to the echo of the whistle and past that. Yep. I mean, it even goes past the echo of the whistle, and if you're standing around a pile, watch, watch the guys that get – Wiped out of piles today. It yep. is amazing. The guys that stand around there end up on the ground because they're looking up. Oh, there's my sister's over there. She. I remember what row mom said they were going to be in. And guys are standing around that pile and somebody ear holes them. So yep. you really got to be careful in this football game because you will get popped here. I love what you said about the emotion of it, right? Because that is what we create as, as sitting in the bleachers right. and being a part of it. You got to make sure your heart rate is at the right place. Sure. And I'm sure that all those coaches have been talking about it all week on both sides. I no doubt expect an unsportsmanlike penalty because of what you said. Somebody's going to get their clock clean yeah. and it's not going to be pretty. And then you're going to have both sides going at each other. But at the end of it all, you got to settle it down. You have to be calm. You have to be cool and got to be collected. Buck, you've coached in this game. When you're walking through that tunnel and everything that's going on, when that locker room speech from each coach, do you have to go to your particular group and say, play controlled football? Yeah, I mean, this is this is one of those deals where you see coaches gather their own players yep. and away from the head coach talking. You have to talk to them and, and talk about the things that you go through all week with them and making sure cool. that you don't, you know, you don't let them get their emotions to the point where they they don't execute. They don't they get way past what what you've taught them. They go into yeah. their own little world. You got to you got to stay within the box today. You really do. Now I always say there's you know there's somebody a star is born in this football game, but I'll tell you this, you don't want to be the goat in this game either. You know you can be a star, but you you definitely don't want to be a goat. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. Well, Sark said it earlier this week. You want to play with emotion, but you don't want to be emotional. Hold on, Arch, this is your boy. You want you talking to Norm? Come on, get on here. Norman, how are you, my friend? Man, I am good, Coach. It is so good to see you. Likewise. Good to see you, brother. Norman Watkins. Joining us now, Norman yeah. Watkins. He's number one in your heart and number one on your scorecard. But most importantly, Norm, you've played in this game. You had a lot of motion in this game. Man. You've made one of the iconic plays in this game. What is it all about being able to walk in that locker room pregame and, and really sit there and talk about what you're about to do? It's the focus. It's the mental aspect of it. And now you get a chance to watch some of these young players do what you was able to do in this game. Man, Harge, so many emotions, so many feelings. I still get my hair 
you know, raised up. Uh, I think this. Wait, 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 man! You ain't even got no hair, dog. <laughs> on, on my, on my arm. I seriously think this is the best rivalry in college football. I know you have Michigan and Ohio State and some other good games, but I tell you what, if you see this experience, a hundred thousand people in the stadium, a hundred thousand people outside here, just walking around, college football at its best. Uh, in regards to your question, man, the most physical team is going to go out and win this game. Throw out the record books, throw out the, you know, a lot of times you, whoever's ranked the highest usually ends up winning again. I mean, usually ends up losing the game. So it's about, it's about these kids know each other. Most of these kids, 90% of these kids are coming out of the state of Texas anyway. So they've been playing against each other since Pee Wee, Pop Warner, and high school and so forth. So whoever goes out there and executes in the trenches, I think will really win this game. You know, Norman, I was, I was saying earlier in the week that it's a, a different type of ball game because this is a game that, you know, when you're up at the Metroplex, a lot of mom and dad and right. the girlfriends, the sisters, the uncles, everybody, they gather at the hotel. It's it's a really strange time for, for coaches that coach in this football game because right. they're always panicky about, are you focused? Are you ready? Yeah. The night before at a hotel when the parents are coming to visit their players, and you know what, coaches, we want you 100% focus. about us. Focus on us. But yes, you've got to worry about tickets. You've got to worry about, hey, where are you going to be sitting? I want to make sure I wave to you up in the stands and stuff. And, so it's so it's hard. It's it's a difficult if it's a difficult game itself, but it's difficult the surroundings of it when you have when you have relatives at your game. Not every relative gets to every game, right. but this particular game, they're all here. Right. They're all they're they've been a part of going to the hotel. They've been a part of talking to you this week. They've been a part of getting an extra ticket. We need extra five tickets. We need an extra four tickets. <laughs> right. You know, right. grandma decided she wants to come. <laughs> right. You know, we weren't thinking right. grandma was coming, but right. now she's coming. She's bringing her neighbor. I mean, <laughs> it's just it's, a lot goes into it as a for a player. Now, coaches, we don't care about it. We don't, no coaches care about that. We just want you focus on what we've been talking about. Absolutely. You, you guys aren't thinking week. about the corny dogs and no, all the other no. stuff that's going on right now. No, no, no. We're not, we're not <laughs> yeah. thinking about the kids that, that have to decide that they're going to go home with their parents because there's no game next week. Right. And you know how that can be. Yes, sir. Trying to get to your coach and tell him, hey, listen, I'm going home with my folks. I mean, you're not getting back on the bus with us. I mean, coaches don't. Coaches want to coach in the game. They don't want to do the family thing. Right. They, they care less. But then you have to focus back on everything that they've said. Well, to your point, Coach, the biggest thing that that the game is won before this game is played. So when they start game planning on Monday after – that last game we just played, you start thinking about the game, you celebrate that win, but come Monday, even Sunday, come Monday, really, you put together that game plan, you work, those Tuesday and three, Wednesday practices are pretty tough, but really the game day preparation starts at the first part of the sure. week. And whoever prepares for this game best, and that's what I love about this Texas team, Sark seems to get up for these big games, and we're going to see some things that we haven't seen, right? And I think we're going to see some really, really exotic things. We're going to do some things a little different, but more importantly, we're going to be physical. Oh, yeah, you got to be. I mean, yeah. it, this is, you know, as we said before, if you get caught standing around a pile today, yes, sir. you're going to catch one oh, yeah. in the ear. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No <laughs> doubt about it. Yeah. And punters and kickers included. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> included. Everybody. Hey, take yeah. no prisoners. Take no prisoners. We're talking to Lifetime Longhorns. Uh, my man, Norman Watkins. My man, we were kicking it last night. We were yes. talking about this game. Yes. You were really excited about it. Yes. You've been really enjoying yes. what you've seen from this football team early. Yes. In the season. Yes. What is going to be the key moment in this game? I know there's going to be one, maybe two situations that are going to end up happening. But when you're watching this game, what is something that is going to stand out to you that's going to make a big difference in this game? You know, I'll tell you this. And you as a coach, you know, this coach, uh, 
one of the things I saw even in the Alabama game that I really, really liked, I went to Tuscaloosa and watched our team, the body language. So the yep. things that you watch, especially as a player and a coach, that you see now as a fan now, I watch just the body language, the soft skills. Hey, we're gonna go out here. I never thought in that Alabama game, for example, that we were not gonna we were gonna I never thought that we were gonna lose that game. Just seeing those offensive, defensive linemen and all the people. And so that's the thing that I love about this team. We get better each week. Yeah, I mean I think we get better each week. And are we gonna continue to see that because with the coaching staff that everybody's coming back, you don't have yes, coaches sir. leaving. Sark has kept the majority of his coaches so far right. since he's got here. Uh, you're going to see that. You're going to see that type of that feel, that confidence throughout. I mean, right. And Oklahoma's just starting to feel that themselves. They're going right. in just year number two, so right. they're going to be a different. This will be a different Oklahoma team than we saw yes. last year. This is not a 49 to nothing type of team. That's exactly they, right. They've had to get a little bit better. They, yeah, they have to. They're trying to build a culture there too. The players have been around for another year, and they're going to, you know, they're going, they're going to be. Yeah. It's going to be different. It really, real. It will be today. I, now that doesn't mean that they can't get beat and get beat down. Right. Right. But, Right. But I don't I don't expect to see a game where it's 49 to nothing. I expect no. to see a really good football football game today. But the better team, I think, is Texas. The depth is there. Yes. The coaches have been with each other for, yes. for quite a while now. They've, they've done incredibly well in the, the recruiting aspect of right. all the things that you have to do to build a championship program. This is a championship football team yes. that Texas has that has right now. This is not just a championship team to go to the Big 12 and win that. I mean, they've, they've got to go. I mean, people will be very disappointed right. if they don't win the Big 12 championship on the way out. This is a team that can play in that Final Four. This is right. this is the kind of team that you build for. As Sark says, they start to look like I thought they should look like now. Right. Yeah. He's been around good football teams. No doubt. And that was, what, that was something that I wanted to ask both of you guys. You guys have played the game at a very high level. You guys have seen this game in every situation that is going into it. When you look at this Texas football team, this is a team that is built deep yes. because for in order to win games, you have to have depth. Right. And because, you know, Ryan Watts may not play today. Right. But you're not worried about it. That's right. To be quite honest with you. That's you right. know, in the secondary, he's one of the top players that Texas has had since he came in from Ohio State. Well, now you're looking at it and you got Malik Muhammad. You got a Terrence Brooks. You've got guys that have provided some depth right. and, uh, really some toughness because that's the one thing that I've seen. They've been rotating guys in all year. Sure. This isn't a game that they were just going to be thrown in, right. especially in these big moments. The turnover battle, right, is going to be critical in a game like this. You know, it's a game of inches. The turnover battle is going to be critical, right? And whoever wins that turnover battle has a really, really good chance of winning this game. Yeah, you know and, this coach. And, of course, the team that rushes the ball. The exactly. Yes, sir. 18 yes, out sir. of 20. Yes, sir. Will, will the leading rush. Let's not get crew. We got to run yeah, the ball. Exactly. Yeah, yeah there's no We got to run the ball, especially with them big dogs that we got in the yeah, uh, offensive line. Some, you, got, you, got, you got some offensive linemen that are fantastic. You got some running backs that are absolutely amazing. Incredible. And one of the best runners in the nation right now uh, resides at the University of Texas and, yes, and Jonathan Brooks. He's not just one of the best. He's the best running back in the Big 12. Yes. yes. But he's one of the best running backs in the nation right now. Yes. And he's proven it week to week, which this offensive line is helping him prove that, which I like it. I like an awful lot about this football team because at any time they can run the ball, they can control the clock, yes. and they can execute their run game. So it's for Oklahoma, they're still – and, Norman, you've been in this game a couple times. Yes. There's always a running back at Oklahoma. They don't have that right now. They're still, they're, right. they're still trying to find their That's way. Right. They're running, their best running back is their quarterback. That's right. And if, if they're going to make that guy their running back, he's going. it's a long day for him. Well, you know what they're going to do is try to go over the top on us. Sure. They're going to test our safeties, right? They're, you know – 
far as running the ball against us, good luck. Yeah. Right? <laughs> good luck. Right. But but listen, I, I've seen a number of games Oklahoma's played. They're significantly better to you guys' point, right? They're a different team than what they had last year, number of transfers. So I'm expecting a good competitive game. Absolutely. But listen, I'm going to tell you something. If we go out there and execute and start fast, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be one of those games, right? No, could yeah. be. Yeah, it could it's gonna be, be one of those sure. games, guys. It could be for sure. So, Norm, I know you got a lot of things you're gonna be doing around this fairground. Yes, yes. Did you get you a Fletcher's corny dog? Man. I know you got you a brew, <laughs> but did you go get you a Fletcher's corny dog? Are you trying some of the uh, fried food? Because remember, when you were a player, you didn't get to experience any yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. So let me tell you something. I've been watching everybody. I've been here since 745 this morning, right? Watching everybody get those corny dogs. I, I'm trying to watch my waistline right <laughs> hey, now. this is oh, not the week no. for that. I know. This is not the weekend so for I'm, that, I'm, I'm on a different diet right now, guys. <laughs> you know? But but I'll say this. Liquid, is it a liquid it, diet? It, it is right now. <laughs> I saw it last but night. But I will here. tell you this. <laughs> I will have to get a corny dog at some point today. Just not right now. <laughs> <laughs> It is always good to see you, man. Man, I appreciate you guys, man. I love you, and I'm going to be touching base with you here soon. Please do. Hard. You are number one, man, man. Can I get a picture with these guys real quick? Hold on, hold on. Get one. You guys don't mind if I get a picture with with, with my family, right? So this is family. Coach Bucky coached me, by the way. He's our running backs coach, and I love this guy. Hey, we don't have to stop talking while you're taking pictures. Come on now. Come on. Come on now. It's good to see you, baby. That's my guy. That's my guy, Norman Watkins, baby. This is hey, we had a good time last night. I, that's why I had to leave him. I, I had to leave him so I could make it to work today. Yeah, that's right. Tell Norman we worked it. I had to make sure that we made it to work today. <laughs> and Uber is great. That's right. So, but I'm sitting here thinking about this right now. Like we're sitting here, we're getting closer and closer to kickoff. We're two hours out. Somebody's going to have to deal with a slobber knocker today, right? Yes. This is going to be one of the most physical games that we've seen in a very long time. It doesn't matter what the score was last year. That 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 is done. It doesn't matter. And I know for a fact in Oklahoma, they are still pissed off about that game. Of course they are. 100%. And you know that they've been playing that on a loop yeah. the entire time at that university. Do we see an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty early in this game. I'm talking about within the first 10 seconds of this game. Well, there's an If you're an Oklahoma team. Well, no, there's an opportunity for, for that to happen, but this generally isn't – I mean, they don't – this is a, a – This is a terrible reference crew, by the way. Well, you know what? And this, it, it, <laughs> they all also, are. It's Big 12 refs. True. Yeah. And, and as much as we think this is such a crazy rivalry, it's a, it's a very respected rivalry where the players hit the field. It's a, There's not a lot of – you know, as I said, the emotions will run high, but you'll have that with some – Younger players, yeah. The older guys generally don't get into all this stuff. They they understand what the key is to this game and and what the big picture is all about. These are two undefeated teams that have uh, have something. They don't have anything to prove except for the winner has a real opportunity. Yeah. You lose, you're still you're still in the thick of things. I mean, you're still right there with the Big Twelve championship looking at you. I mean, no, no doubt. These are the two best teams I believe in the Big Twelve, and now they just have an opportunity to battle with each other. But all in all, it's it's just another opportunity. You just got to be careful. As I said, you got to. You got to execute what you've been, what your plan has been all week long. The emotions will ride with you just a little while, and then they'll just go away. Then you're just playing football again. Then you've got to execute everything that, that you need to. But the emotions and, and late shots and hits like that, yeah, yeah. It, it's just to the echo of the whistle. Hey, if you're Oklahoma, 
you can't be giving Texas anything, right? No. Like this Texas team is too good. So yeah. I get it what yeah. you're saying, Hart. You want no, to send a message. You want to send a message early that no, nah, this year is different and we're here for all four quarters. And this isn't gonna be like last year where right. our fans were walking Absolutely. out the door by halftime. Like, okay, I get it wanting to send that message, but you can't be giving this Texas team a free 15 yards, man. No doubt. And I'll say that about Texas, no too. You don't want to do that to Oklahoma. Like, yep, oh, you're a good football middle. team. Yep. You don't want to just be giving out 15 yards because you're trying to send some sort of message. No, do it with your play on the field. Just be the better team. That will yep. shut everybody up. Yeah, the players are good enough to do that. They don't, you know, they're, you don't have to hit anybody late or whatever, but there will be some hard hits. Oh, yeah. There always is in this football game. It just, it's, it's that's that's what makes it so fun. And, you know, it's, it's an incredible event when you when you when you're coaching this game and guys come to the sideline and they're shaking their heads hard and they're, yep, they're going yep. oh oh i i mean i've been around ricky williams where he said oh, oh, <laughs> oh. he said that's still that's still stinks yeah. and i said don't go away get back in there Let's yeah yeah it'll be all right all right we do have some sponsored segments because it is our pre-game show here on texas yes, sports indeed. unfiltered how about the offensive player of the game we give out a prediction for every Longhorn game. Harge, I'll go to you first today. Our offensive player of the game brought to you by Verde's Mexican Perea down there off Hamilton Pool Road. I was there Wednesday, buddy. In Austin, that place Loved is it. ridiculously good. What'd you get, that chicken stuff that... with the eggplant and peach? No, zucchini, <laughs> mushrooms, and cheese. Uh, sorry about that. I'm getting my emojis confused. Ch- chicken palomino. You're your emojis. <laughs> That's all Chicken palomino. I have. Come on, man. That place is good, man. The chicken poblano enchiladas, too, <laughs> oh, to die for. All right, Harch, I'll go to you first. Once again, your prediction for Texas's offensive player of the game today. I'm going to be like Bucky. I'm going to go Quinn, yours, and Jonathan Brooks. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Bucky just picks the uh, name that is hot right now. Yep. And that it would be Jonathan Brooks. But, no, I'm looking at uh, Xavier Worthy, believe it or not. This is an opportunity for him. He always seems to make a big play in this game. He's been here. He's made it. And I think he gets an explosive play deep down the field, and he's going to be my offensive player of the game. Okay, I like that. Yeah, it feels like not enough people are talking about Xavier exactly. Worthy right now, right? Exactly. A.D. Mitchell had the huge game last week against Kansas, a career high for him. He was Quinn Ewers' favorite target in that win over the Jayhawks. But Xavier Worthy, man, he showed up big in this game last year, and uh, he is a big game player as well. I like that pick. What about you, Buck? How about Jordan Whittington today? Okay. Oh, please. Yeah. Everybody's been beating him up. Thank you. How about Jordan Whittington having a game, one of those games where he catches more than six passes in this football game? He hasn't caught in five in a game this I season. I know. Well, this is his game. I've been waiting. I've been, Take I the over-under. Yeah. <laughs> I know you were waiting for me to say Jonathan Brooks, but no, I'm not going to say Jonathan Brooks today. <laughs> I'm not going to go with the running back. I'm going to go with wide receiver Jordan Whittington. Okay. This is the game, this is the game that uh, he's had some really good opportunities in this football game. He hadn't had a lot during the course of this season, but – He's been very valuable out there when it, when it comes to run blocking, when it comes to quick screens and things like that. He's a fantastic blocker. I'm going to say he's going to have the game of the year for himself today. I hope so, man. Just 12 catches for Jordan Whittington through five games. How did they have games. 12 today? Yeah, he was uh, really good in this game last year. Hell, everybody yes, he from Texas was really good But I mean, uh, DK, year. who you got? Oh, Go ahead and take Jonathan Brooks. Go ahead. No. <laughs> I'll write it down. I'm going to take big game Quinn Ewers. There you go. This is his spot, isn't it? I mean, this is, was his breakout game last year. He put on a show against Oklahoma, four touchdowns, 300 yards. They had no answers for him defensively. We know that this dude just shows up in the biggest of moments, yep. right? We saw it in Tuscaloosa earlier this year. Hell, we saw it against Alabama early last year before he went down with that collarbone injury. This guy lives for the big moments, and I, I hope and pray – 
that we see Alabama Quinn Ewers today. But, but I think that we do. I really do. I, I think like that, that we do. Oklahoma's going to sell out to stop the run. I don't know if it's going to work because this Texas O-line and Jonathan Brooks are so good. But I think OU's going to make a conscious effort to load the box and try to prevent Texas from being able to run the ball like sure. they have the last couple of weeks, which means it's going to be on Quinn. There's going to be a lot of one-on-ones on the outside, I think. The receivers are going to have to do their thing, too. But I think, uh, yeah, Quinn Ewers – I hope, but I expect him to play really, really well for Texas today. Yes. Hey, we're going to go out on the limb on that one. You like that? <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, we all got our hot spots. That's what we ended up going with. I'm the Skip Bayless of Texas Sports I love it. Filters, LA, man. I love it. Hot I love takes. It. Hey, guys, I've had a great time with you guys. I'm going to enjoy some Fletcher's corn dogs. Your shift doesn't end until 1030. What are you doing? Hey, my shift has changed, and I'm about to tag out <laughs> to the great train. Hey, it wasn't LA. 1030 Eastern. You know that. It's 1030 <laughs> That's Central. what I thought it was, guys. I appreciate uh, y'all. There he goes. The great hardball hards. You can catch Hanging with Harge every weekday from 11 to noon on Texas Sports Unfiltered. To everybody watching here right now at the fair, make sure y'all download the Texas Sports Unfiltered app. It is free in the App Store and Google Play. We're also on YouTube as well. We're a bunch of radio guys, so I don't know if you want to look at our faces every day, but you can if you want. Just search Texas Sports Unfiltered on YouTube. We're bringing y'all Texas content Every single day, five days a week from 8 to 5, and then, of course, pregame and postgame. I just said every day. We're not on Sundays, so I lied. Sorry about lying to you. Yeah, I will be in church. But uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I lied too, didn't I? Yeah, that's <laughs> a very good lie right there. It's the last time you've been at church. Who got married? Who died? <laughs> <laughs> Probably 1936, yeah. I think, is uh, the answer to that question. All right, Trey Elling is back on. Trey, we'll get to your offensive player of the game prediction. Hards went with Xavier Worthy. Buck went with Jordan Whittington. I copped out and went with the quarterback, Quinn Ewers. Uh, for you personally, if you were to pick somebody on this Texas offense who has a big day today, who are you going with? Oh, gosh, guys. Thank you for making it easier for me. Yeah. Jonathan Brooks. I <laughs> appreciate uh, the tap in there. Yeah, you're going to say DJ Campbell. <laughs> DJ Campbell, yeah. No, Juan Davis is going to be the player of the game today. No, it's Jonathan Brooks. We don't need to overthink this one. He is one of the best running backs in the country. Thank goodness. Uh, unfortunately, it took an injury for uh, the Texas coaches to realize he needs to be the starter in the bell cow, but he is now, and he's proven himself as the best running back in this conference, one of the best in the country, despite the fact that he wasn't the guy for the first two games. He's a top three rusher in the country right now, too, and I think he has a big day today because this Texas offensive line, while they are greatly improved with their pass blocking, their biggest strength right now is running the football. He's also really good with a very small amount. He's a combination of running backs from Texas past. He makes that little move like Bijan does. He is able to fit through tiny spaces like Deontay Foreman, and uh, he also has that game-breaker speed, too, so – uh, Jonathan Brooks is my answer. I expect him to have somewhere in the 140 to 150 rushing yards range, breaking off a big run or two, and ultimately he makes everything else easier for this Texas offense. Buck, I know Chip asked you this yesterday, but I'm going to ask you again today. You're the former running back coach here. What do you like the most about Jonathan Brooks' game, and what has made him the running back that he's become? I mean, the way he breaks tackles is, is just dynamic. It really is, and that's what makes him one of the best in the country. I mean, if you're not if you're not squared up to him the way you're supposed to, if you're not form tackling him and you're off balance, he runs through all that. He just you're like a blocking dummy to him or or, or, or running machine. He he doesn't he doesn't go down on shoulders or arms. He doesn't get tripped up. He he does a great job. I mean, he's got that slew footed duck kind of deal with his feet. You know, he's not the bow legged runner that you see a lot of guys. His feet go out. Duck and feet. He doesn't, yeah, and he doesn't get tripped up. You don't see him stumble and trip down. You see him go through all of those runs. 
And I, I mean, I like that about him. And I liked his speed. I, I worried about his speed, you know. And it was in the it was in the middle of last year, and I said, "No, oh, this guy's way fast enough. This is a this is a, a really fast kid. This isn't somebody that if you're even with, he'll leave you. He's he's got legitimate speed, well, and he runs and he runs so well with his pads. I mean, there are guys that, that are fast without pads on. He's fast with the pads on. He really is. He and, is, and, and he runs. His style is one where you look at him physically, and you're like, this guy looks like he could be a running back, but he's not somebody who's going to run away from you. But much like Bijan, he's really good at finding that open space, but he does have that top-line speed, too, yeah. once he does get behind the Yeah, defense. he gets it in a hurry. He gets yeah. that top-line speed in a hurry, and he runs well between the tackles. That, yep. that original guy at the line of scrimmage that he makes miss, the guy who's not who's semi-blocked, who comes off a little bit, that guy, he just leaves him in the dust. Yeah. I mean, he... He's finding ways to to run between the tackles. I mean, I, I'd love to see him get on some outside, some some called, you know, give me a toss sweep with that guy every once in a while instead of doing some of these these little third and ones and all the things that they do. How about just toss sweeping at him? You know, if, if Sanders is held to get him out in front and, and toss sweep one around. I don't think there's a bad play if you're giving it to Jonathan Brooks. Yeah. No. I mean, that's the type of player that he's turned into. And as you mentioned, Trey, third in the country in rushing, despite not being the starter for the first couple of games over the year for the Longhorns, he has turned into a hell of a player. I love his vision. And, yeah, he does yeah. have that home run ability. He's got a 50-plus yard run in each of the last three games, right? Had the big one in the fourth quarter against Wyoming. Uh, had a couple of really big ones against Baylor and obviously had a field day. Hey, the best game of Jonathan Brooks's career last week. Against yeah, the and Kansas it, it, it won't hurt you to get Cedric backs during a game like today. Uh, an Oklahoma game in his freshman year, there have been a lot of freshman running backs that have played that have had some really good things happen. Yeah. You know, Ricky had a, a fantastic game in this game as a freshman. So this is a great opportunity for him to understand what this game is about. All right, so let me ask, let me follow up on that because hard to complain a lot about Texas, Kansas, because the Longhorns won and they covered. Shout out to all the cousins out there who had money on Texas. There you go. You're an idiot, but I guess you were right. <laughs> um, 21 carries for Jonathan Brooks, 15 carries for C.J. Baxter. Jonathan Brooks had more than 200 yards. I think C.J. Baxter was in the 60s. It's not like C.J. Baxter had a bad day, but it, it just feels like there is a, a difference between these two guys right now. And, yes, I want C.J. Baxter to play, of course. Like, I don't want Jonathan Brooks getting 100% of the carries because the rotation has worked for this Texas run game this year. But I do get a little worried, Trey, if we see something as close to 50-50 like that, that no. Texas might be wasting some plays. Some of that, obviously, is C.J. Baxter getting the ball when the game was in hand. No. But there was a point in the third quarter, I brought this up a little bit earlier, where they were rotating every other series. And, look, I get it. C.J. Baxter is a hard runner. So he is going to put a hurting on the Kansas defense. The Kansas defense at that point was pretty close to uh, having given up. But you're denying Jonathan Brooks opportunities when the game is not necessarily out of hand just yet. And if there is a rotation right now, maybe uh, CJ is coming in during drives. If Brooks has had several runs in a row and needs a bit of a break. But otherwise, I don't want to see Jonathan Brooks coming out except for maybe every third or fourth series when it is still a ball game. Well, right there's now. no reason for him to come out, period, really. I mean, if, if if he doesn't need a blow, if he doesn't ask to be taken out of a game, why should you be taken out of a game? There's no reason. Yeah. I mean, he'll let you know when he's tired or, or if he's taking a big hit. He'll let you know when he's ready to come and sit down for a play or two. No. They didn't have to sit down for a series. I mean, he didn't have to rotate rotate the guy. Your you're, you're, you're running back coach, your head coaches, your running back's going to let you know when it's time for him to come out. He's going to look over to you. He's going to go like this and say, right. give me a break. I need a break. You've just run me three straight times. But if he doesn't do that, and Jonathan Brooks, and there's very, there's seldom you see a UT player do that anymore. Right. Nobody's tapping out. Nobody wants to come out of the game. They all want to play. So let your running back do the things. 
I mean, there was what was the game that he had 160? Could have easily been over 200. Was it Wyoming game? I believe so. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there was an opportunity for him to rush for over 200 yards, and they were bringing him out of the game and doing other things. They were trying to get their pass game going. But I mean, that's understandable. I mean, if there's an opportunity for you know, Quinn Ewers was not Quinn Ewers at that time. You know what I'm saying? So you had to get him going too. It's very important that you get your quarterback going. But there was an opportunity for him to have two 200-yard games, I thought, so far this season. Well, it's funny because Steve Sarkeesian is adamant that he doesn't want to rotate wide receivers, which, look, I would rather have less of a rotation than too much of a rotation to uh, take a shot at Tom Herman right now and his willingness to rotate, scrub, backup wide receivers in at crucial points in the game. But by the same token, it's almost like he's getting too cute with the running back rotation at times. So I think he needs to simplify that one and say, look, if Jonathan Brooks needs to come out of the game, great, we'll take him out of the game. There was a point where he came up lame in the Kansas game. I get him coming out uh, at that point, but he came back in, I believe, later in that drive too. So Jonathan Brooks needs to be the guy until he tells you that he's not, in part because C.J. Baxter is still banged up right now, and according to what we're hearing behind the scenes, that's probably just going to remain the case for the rest of the year. And he's a young runner. He still runs runs like a kid who's out of high school, and he is. And so, I mean, that their expectations are it's going to take a year or so for him to get going. I mean, he may have been the number one running back in the nation coming out of high school. This is a different world. Yeah. And I, I, I think he understands some of the hits that he's taken right now. I didn't get hit like this in high school. People didn't put their hands on me, by the way. I ran through. I was a big kid. I ran through the 170 pounders that were playing linebacker. It's different now. It's different. It's different for him at practice. It's different from him, you know, in the classroom. Everything's different for him. So let him just kind of be weaned into that that whole thing as you say Trey. he doesn't have to he doesn't need a whole series he may need a play here or two he's going to be fantastic he's going to be a load of a player when he when he ends up being 6'2 230 you know you're talking about uh uh, uh, eric dickerson lookalike that that kid is going to be that big big huge running back that you don't see that much of anymore and it was always talked about when he was recruited that he will probably get reps as a freshman but you won't really see him hit his stride until he's had a couple of off seasons in the strength and conditioning program so he can put the proper weight on to match his hard running style well he he, it's 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 his time now even at, at this part of his career to start putting punishment on other people he's taking a lot of hits because i do say when he gets hit when he falls he falls like, how does he fall, BK? Falls like a sack of shit. <laughs> Still don't know what that means. I mean, but you keep saying it. I mean, it's like if you had a sack of, of shit right there and you just pushed it off, when it hit the ground, it just hits funny. Sounds like you you're just, speaking from experience. No, yeah, it sounds like, like no, it like you. Yeah. No, well, I have never, ever. It sounds like the buck it. shits in a bag and puts it on the table and just knocks it off to hear the <laughs> no. sound of shit hitting the ground. No, it's just a different kind of sound when you just push it off and it goes boom. He, he's, he's at that point right now. And he's big enough that he's going to learn how to start dishing out that punishment. I'll tell you what, if C.J. Baxter ever offers anyone a baked potato, you want no part of that thing. (laughs) Hey, since we're talking about the running game, let's go uh, Steve Sarkeesian. This is from Thursday. He was talking about the Oklahoma run defense and what type of challenges they present. Um, Well, I think, one, it starts with their scheme. Uh, You know, Coach Venable does a really nice job of of scheming. Um, they, They do a really good job of moving their front. Uh, you know, they, they slant, they stunt, they move, and they've got really heady linebackers, you know, um, both their inside backers have a good feel for how to fit runs predicated on, uh, the fronts that they have called and the movements that they have called. Um, and then in the back end, they've got good speed at the safety spot. And, and those guys, if a run does get out, 
they have the speed and the ability <laughs> to get the runner on the ground so that, that he can't, you know, go score on the long touchdown run. So I think it's a... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Multitude of things. Um, so, yeah, they're good for sure. What was happened? That, to, was that AI Steve Sarkis in there? <laughs> what happened there? I don't know. It just happened to Sark. Like, he sounded normal bees. for 20 bees seconds. And then, uh, yeah, just a swarm of bees <laughs> came through. And interrupted Steve Sarkeesian there. But there we go. I mean, that's a huge matchup, really, on both sides of the football, right? We can flip the script and talk about OU's rushing offense against the Texas run D in a minute. But, man, it's it, Trey, you sound really confident that Texas is going to be able to run the ball effectively. And OU's offense has been really, really good this year. And Dylan Gabriel has been their best player. You want to keep that guy on the sideline. And the best way to do that is to establish the ground game, control the clock a little bit. Look, you'll take points wherever you get points. If Texas wants to score on these two-minute drives, none of us are going to complain. No. But if you're able – to put together those seven, eight, nine, ten play drives that just take five, six minutes off the clock. You're able to establish the ground game and play slow and bleed the play clock before every single snap. That's going to really frustrate the hell out of Oklahoma, and that could make it a long day for the Sooners. We saw a solid game out of this Texas defensive line last weekend, guys. I think we see an A-plus effort today. I think that they are doing a great job of holding their own, stopping the run when they need to but also getting a lot of organic pressure on the quarterback. Maybe they're sending an extra guy at times, but I expect this defensive line to make Dylan Gabriel's life hell. Now, you have to be careful because he does have good pocket presence, and if he does get in front of you when you're pushing up field and there's not a spy or somebody else at that second level, he will pick up chunk yardage. But I think this Texas defensive line is primed for their one of their best games of the season, best game of the season since Alabama. Yeah, and it should be in a game like yeah. this. And it, it very well should be. You know, this is the first time in a long time that I don't feel like this is a recruiting game. You know, generally, but when we come up here, you, you start to think, you know what, this is about some big-time recruits. Texas has owned the recruiting battle between Texas and Oklahoma right. for, for the last couple of years. And Sark has built such a reputation, and especially in the month of June, for the first time I'm sitting here, BK, I'm not thinking about, you know what, recruits are going to be – they're going to be here today. Yeah, There will be recruits in this Metroplex Te area. Te Texas is the home team, so Texas has the visitors today. Yeah, I mean, you know, with, with the, some of the high schools in this area that are putting out a lot of great players, I, I don't feel like it's a recruiting battle today for some odd reason. You know, it doesn't hmm. seem like it's a part of it. But it always is. It is. Of course it is. Remember Adrian Peterson who came to this game, who was coming to Texas? Yeah, the guy who went to Oklahoma so he could win a national championship, but then Oklahoma didn't win a national championship. I remember that. And Texas did. Good job, AD. Well done. Although I don't know if we want that switch guy on our side. Oh, yeah. Those yeah. genital lashes. I'll leave a mark. Yeah, I know you're a fan of those. Defensive player of the game, since we're talking about defense. Shout out to our friends at Kenfield Golf Cars yes, for sponsoring sir. this one. If you need a golf cart and you're in the Austin area, you got to reach out to our friends at Kenfield Golf Cars. If you already have a golf cart, you want to spice it up a little bit, get it customized the way that you want, our friends at Kenfield can make it happen for you. They can turn your golf cart dreams into reality. They've been in business for a long time, and they are the very best in the business. Buck, I'll go to you first on this one. How about your prediction for the I'm defensive? going to Mr. Sweat. This is this is a game to move the line okay. of scrimmage. This is this is a game for this defensive line to really 
get some penetration, get in the face of Dylan Gabriel, make it tough for him to throw. But also, I mean, you're still going to have to keep the integrity of, of where you go in the gaps and, and not let him not let him get through these gaps and get loose. But I, I think this is a defensive game and a defensive line game for the Texas Longhorns. Push back into his lap a little bit. Trey, what about you, defensive player of the game? Defensive player of the game is going to be Jade Barron. I think we see him excel in helping to stop the run at times, but also in pass coverage, maybe occasionally even blitzing the quarterback and getting a sack before it's all said and done. Jade Barron is arguably the best player on this Texas defense this season to go along with Jalen Ford and Devondre Sweat, and I think this is a big game for him. I'm going to go with Jalen Catalan. It's the day, boys. Bowling ball. Yep. We've been waiting. Look out, Dylan Gabriel. That that collision. The Look coach, out. the coaching staff has been waiting. Right, they've been saving their best ammunition for this game. Now we saw Jalen Catalan play last week because I think the Texas coaching staff figured they might need him against Jalen Daniels and what was supposed to be right. a really good Kansas offense. And Jalen Catalan made his presence felt. That dude is a heat-seeking missile on defense. And I think today it's a big day for Jalen Catalan. I feel bad for some Oklahoma receiver running over the middle of the field. Maybe it's Drake Stoops. You know, that guy's like 55 years old. So maybe Does he still uh, play here? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Catalan will send him into the retirement home once or for all today. Still uh, think he lives with his parents? <sighs> Mr. and Mrs. Stoops? Do you no think they, question. In the no, basement? No question. <laughs> Got to be in the basement, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that guy uh, is the only player to ever play in Texas OU who also has an AARP card. Okay, so congrats to Drake. <laughs> he Stoops has been around for a while on that one, but uh, yeah, feel for him. But also, like you said, Dylan Gabriel, man. I mean, Dylan Gabriel, his legs are a weapon for Oklahoma, and if he is going to take off and run, when he is going to take off and run, because we know it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yeah, uh, yeah. If he's not willing to give himself up, if he's trying to fight for extra yards and he doesn't slide, then you got to make that dude pay. Yeah, I mean, as we said yesterday. You haven't seen him slide very much this year because last time he really took a good slide, it was against TCU. He got clocked even when he tried. He he tried to slide, and they knocked him out of the game. And that's when TCU was on their, their five-game hitting streak of knocking quarterbacks out in the Big 12. So I, I, he takes on the hits now, and he wants to show you he's a tough guy. He is a tough guy, but, I mean, the wear and tear on him as a quarterback trying to run over this Texas defense, that's that's not good for him, especially these kids. As you say, coming out of the secondary, they do such a good job of tackling. You know, they fill the lanes pretty good, and they're really good tacklers. And I, and I expect them to be all over this guy. I mean, he can run, but now he's not elusive. He's not one. He's not a running back. Yeah, he's just a little bit better average than most quarterbacks, I except mean, for Quinn Ewers. Well, you because Quinn Ewers goes for thirty. Yeah, and twenty-five. Well, Quinn Ewers is faster than Lamar Jackson. That's right. And Arch Manning is prime Michael Vick. Apparently, that's how it works now. But strength and conditioning do a lot for you. Arch Manning had wheels back in high school. People don't realize this. He was a good straight, a straight line runner in high school. So don't be surprised when you see him rip some runs like this off too. I think he's running twenty miles an hour, like Sark said. I, I don't know. Steve Sarkeesian obviously is uh, all about defending his guys, and he will uh, name the wrong injury to keep a defense from going after that. So he probably does add a tick or two to that MPH. Yeah, the good news with Dylan Gabriel, he's not as fast as Jalen Milrow, right? Texas no. did a great job of containing Alabama's quarterback. He's not as fast as Jason Bean. Like Kansas' quarterback last week was faster than the guy Texas is going to see today. And then you think of some of the other quarterbacks who have played in this game. I mean, Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. That little fella. Yeah, the midget guy. Yeah, I mean, uh, there are probably a few of those walking around here somewhere. We are at the there. fair. Be careful. That's here. how it goes. But, yeah, like the, Dylan Gabriel, I don't get it twisted. Like this guy is not going to run a 4-5-40 no. at the NFL Combine if he even gets the invite to the NFL Combine. Like 
He's not that fast. He's a smart runner, though. So if Texas is just disciplined, if they keep the edge on the D-line, if they don't give Dylan Gabriel those running lanes where he can step up in the pocket and take off, then Texas is going to be fine because we're not talking about a like serious dual threat that they're going up against. In today. some weird way, it him not being an elite runner and, a, and being more of a smart runner makes it more difficult to defend because you can fall asleep on a guy like that versus sure. it constantly being hammered in oh. if a guy like Bean or Jalen Milrow is out there. So I do expect – Kwiatkowski and this defensive staff to make sure that this defense does not forget about the threat to run. I think it's why you'll see a fair amount of coverage, uh, uh, zone coverage early on, and you will see spies at times as well. Maybe a, a good role for David Benda using that sideline to sideline speed. Yeah, maybe maybe Anthony Hill too. That's another one of those that guys, sure. right? Anthony Hill really made a name for himself in that yes, Alabama game, uh, in part because uh, he was in spy on Jalen Milrow for a lot of those plays. Maybe that's the opportunity for him. I don't know if Texas is going to keep a guy in spy on every play. They might go on and off. They might mix up who the spy is going to be. you got to be a little bit nervous, though, because OU's got good receivers. And once again, their passing game has been one of the most efficient in college football. So got to be a little bit nervous if you're giving up defenders. But obviously, you have to be aware of what Dylan Gabriel can do when he runs. Now, how special will the special teams be for both teams today? I mean, this is, this is, you know, this is one of the things that you worry about in a game like this because – the execu- execution can be good offensively and defensively. Yeah. But if you have a screw-up in your special teams today in this game, you're talking about gathering mo- momentum, gathering emotions. This one you have to be careful of. You've got you've to do all those things, Trey, that we talk about. The ball can't be bouncing around. You can't lose 30 yards on a punt that you could have fielded. You also can't use, lose the ability to put a punt on the ground today. You've got you've to be really special in special teams today. My expectation, I think Texas is going to block a punt today. There you go. Oh, I like that prediction. I think, I, also, going, I think they're going, and I think they're going to block a punt today. I'm also going to predict we see Xavier Worthy not catch a lot of punts because there were moments last week where he was standing on the spot when the punt leaves the punter's foot, and he ends up backing off because I think he's been told, unless it's an obvious one that you can catch and run with, just let it be. Now, a silver lining, I guess, even though Oklahoma's special teams has been better this year, their punting hasn't been great. So I don't think this is the week that uh, Xavier Worthy and his uh, uncertainty with regards to fielding punts bites Texas in the backside. Yeah, and it also will depend on how this wind will swirl. We got a little bit of wind. And yeah, we'll there have is. Some wind today. It's, it's really different. Once you're inside that stadium there, it, it changes from half to half. It yes, really it does. Yeah, it's, it always has been that way. So it's, this will be, it'll be interesting, as you said. You got to feel these punts. You just can't let them. You just can't let them go. You can't let. You can't lose yardage on punts and punt returns. But my expectations: Texas will get after them when they t- start to punt the ball. They will change some momentum in this game. I'm going to keep predicting a Xavier Worthy punt return touchdown until it happens. <laughs> so I am predicting <laughs> a Xavier Worthy punt week. return touchdown. He does that every week. That's <laughs> my new bit now. <laughs> okay. It's going to happen at some point this season, right? He's gotten close a few different yes, he times. Has. I think going into the Kansas game, he was averaging 15 yards a return. I haven't checked the numbers this week, so I don't know how much that changed. Uh, But this dude, we know how explosive he can be with the ball in his hands. And if he just catches it, he's got a shot to take it to the house. And I think today he's going to catch at least one punt, and it's going to end up in the end zone. It better happen this week because otherwise they're going to spend this off week finding a new punt returner. What about kicker? 
You were talking about special teams. We're ignoring the biggest problem with yeah. the Texas special teams right now. They don't have a problem in the kicking game. Yeah, shit show Bob. <laughs> they don't have any problems in the kicking game right now. Yeah. They're as solid as solid can be. No, they are as solid as water right now. As solid as Ollie Popper, Old Stat Beer. It's liquid, <laughs> the issues with the Texas kickers right now. And, yeah, Burt Auburn was not an issue last year. He missed five field goals in the 13 games Texas played in. Nobody talked about that being a potential problem in the offseason, right? We just kind of no. assumed, like, we're good. We've got our guy for the next couple of years. Texas always has a kicker. Yeah, Texas always has a kicker. We don't have to worry about this. But here we are, five games into the season, and Burt Auburn has missed as many kicks this year as he did in the entirety of 2022. So, Buck, I'll go to you first. What's the confidence level in Burt Auburn? I mean, forget the fourth quarter, but, like, just if Texas needs to settle for three in the first quarter, uh, do we feel good about that guy being able to make one? Are we saying go for it on fourth down no matter what? I mean, are we going to get to that point? No, I don't think not, Sark is there now. No, but we're not there just yet, but something inside, I don't know, yeah. or outside of 45 yards, maybe 42 or 43. Punt. I will I will let punt and I'll play my defense instead. Punt? Yes, I'm not trying 48-yard field goals in this stadium today with this win. Dude, no. It depends on what the uh, the fourth down down and distance is. I would okay. consider going for it in that situation. Maybe I can't be punting from OU's 33-yard line today. Like that's or the 31 yard. That's a 48 yard field goal. That's from the 31 yard. How about line. let's not gonna... kick any field goals and let's score touchdowns? Well, that's and best extra, case scenario. Are you worried about yeah. extra points then? No, I'm not worried about extra points because okay. he hasn't missed any of those yet, okay. yet this year. But uh, look, I mean, hopefully Texas figures out some of its red zone issues. And it feels like they did that a little bit against Baylor. And they did that in the second half against Kansas last week. Obviously, this is the type of game you want to get seven instead of three. But Absolutely. Odds are, look, OU's defense is good enough to where at some point you would think they're going to hold Texas to a field goal attempt. And can Bert Auburn step up and make those kicks when he's called upon? It hasn't mattered that much, guys. Texas always has a kicker. Remember that, BK. Just no, they don't. They I'm don't have gonna... one right now. You can't always have a kicker when you don't have one right now. That's that's not what always means. Nick Rose would like a word. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But this could be a close game. Like, Texas has won its games by an average of 23 points this right. season. They played five double-digit games to this point. So a missed field goal here or there has not been an issue. But, Trey, like, Vegas is basically telling us this is the closest game they expect Texas to play the rest of the season. So – we don't know what's going to happen. There's a chance Texas doesn't play well and stubs its toe and is in a four-quarter game against TCU or BYU or somebody. But, um, yeah, I mean, this could be a close game today, and, like, you might need your kicker to step up and make some kicks. I am, uh, I'm going to step away from the headset because we have a uh, Texas Longhorns basketball player who's going to hop on for a few minutes. Oh, yes, we do. Can we get this guy on the field? I mean, this guy's diving for every loose ball on the court. We need him diving at the bottom of piles, biting ankles Absolutely. at the end of a fumble. The great Brock Cunningham joining us right now here on Texas Sports. What's up, Brock? What's thanks, up, big dog? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, appreciate Good to you, see you, man. man. All right, so how are you feeling about this game today, man? I'm feeling extremely confident. It's a beautiful Saturday in Dallas. The horns are going to come out with a win. Let me ask you this. Are you ever not confident? I don't think I've ever seen you not confident in your life. No, I mean, you have to be. We're at Texas. Everyone's coming for us. Uh. You know, we got a target on our back, but that's – that's part of it, being at Texas. Now, you, you, you love a good rivalry, and you've been in plenty of rivalry games. This is this one right here is really, really something special. And the emotions that you play in these games, uh, out of all these things, Brock, when we, when we talk about emotional, it's Texas versus OU, it's Texas in basketball versus Kansas. Your emotions only go so far. I mean, your training and everything the t- coaches talk to you about. And people say, well, the guys just play. They don't know. They don't play. There's things that they, they're coached to do, that they're talked about to do. You really have to execute in a game like this, too. 
Absolutely. I mean, if you let your emotions get the best of you, you're going to end up losing the game. 15-yard penalties, in our case, technical fouls. But Sarkeesian's done a good, such a great job in teaching these guys to control their emotions and play within the game and to take care of it. I mean, they're going to do a great job. Well, you, you can't get into a you, you come to this game where it's very important, but you've also been to Tuscaloosa, Alabama, yep. playing in a game. So you've been in front of big crowds. Exactly. And everybody against you. So this one, at least you got half and half here. Yep. How many of these Texas OU games have you been to? Bro? This is my second one. Okay. Yeah. Didn't, my, go, didn't my, go the first couple of years, but no, no. We always had basketball or some go, some going on these weekends. It was hard to make it up. Yeah. Uh, last year we came for the team retreat, and then the whole team is uh, here again. There we go. Yeah, so you're good luck. <laughs> Tried forty nine to nothing last year. <laughs> We're gonna get one of those again this year. That's the plan. Oh man. All right. So talk a little basketball. I How's guess. your practice has been? You guys are, you guys already hit the hardwood, haven't you? Yep, we've been practicing for a while now. Love it. We got some really good guys. Max A Smith is the Ithiel Horton to name a few guys that yeah. have come in and done a really good job. Played well at their past schools are looking to win here. What are you now? 31, 32? <laughs> <laughs> you're not 17 anymore no i'm not no i remember calling your games in high school man you're six okay i think you're rounding down a little bit yep. uh man you've been through a couple of different coaches obviously during yep. your time at texas tell us about rodney terry i mean we all know the run that you guys went on uh when he took over midway through last season but obviously it's the first full off season with him in charge uh what's been the biggest difference and what have you liked the most about rt uh the thing that i like most about rt is that he really cares about his players off the court and after they get done playing at Texas. A lot of coaches just care about the value that a player brings during their four years of eligibility. But RT cares about their guys afterwards, setting them up with real connections and things that will help them when the ball stops dribbling. That's something I admire about him. Okay. So what, we're thinking uh, Final Four this year, right? One stop short. Uncle Luke was paying the refs in that game last year. I'll never get over that. I can only imagine how you feel after that one. But is that the the goal? We feel like this is a Final Four team this year? Absolutely. I've been hanging my hat on 30 wins. We we were knocking on the door last year. Easily could have done it, let a few slip. But – if we win 30 games this year, we're playing in the Final Four, playing for huge wins. I like that. I like that. All right, what's your score prediction today before we let you go? I think 35-21. Okay. So a win and a cover, huh? Yeah. I like I that. Mean, I don't know the spread. You know, we're not allowed to bet. Oh, oh you don't play at Iowa State. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. We, 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 don't, we don't go anywhere near the books. There you go. I'm thinking 35-21. Good guys. I love it. That's a win. The line's about six and a half. So, you know, just don't put any money on that. There you go. No ACL this or you're going next oh, weekend. Oh, I'm going. Yeah. I'll probably go today. Yeah, of course you will. You know my boy Daniel Carr, right? You're good friends with him? Yeah. Everyone knows Daniel Yeah, of course Carr. he there does. I grew up with that fool, man. I, sometimes I wish I didn't know that guy. I love that. Dude. You're the man, Brock. Hey, thanks hey, for coming bro. on, brother. Thanks we appreciate you. Guys. Good luck appreciate this season. You, Hopefully we get the chance to talk to you a little closer to basketball yes, time. Good luck. Man. Thank you. There he goes. Brock Cunningham, Texas basketball star. Legend now. And yeah, now nah, he's lying. Year six now. Nah, it's year 16. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's at six. That guy was in college when I was in college. And I just started radio, and he's still here. No, nah, you started radio in 1892. <laughs> so I don't think Brock Cunningham, his parents, his grandparents, none of them were alive <laughs> when, when you were doing that. But, uh, yeah, I love that. Excited for Texas basketball. It gets going here in uh, a few weeks. And obviously coming off of uh, a great season, the furthest this team has yeah, gone. Yeah, they're at practice. They've been practicing for the last couple of weeks, as a yep, matter of fact. Absolutely. We're hoping to get Rodney Terry on the show at some point, too. Yeah, and rather than me coming back on, we're going to have a uh, lifetime Longhorn join you guys now, if you're cool with it. Tristan Nicholson. Oh, of course. Yeah. Love it. Played in this game before, of a, course. A few get his times. perspective on things. Awesome. Former offensive lineman Tristan Nicholson joining What's us. What's up, big dog? Good to see you, man. Andy, how are you, sir? Doing well. Oh, man. I, I think that chair will hold you. It should be all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How you doing, brother? Dude. Couldn't be better. 
I mean, right. did you ever have weather like this for a no, Texas OU game? No, no, you had it when it was hot as hell. Yeah, right? exactly. As soon as I leave, it gets hot. Yeah, I mean, it was you know this in the 60s this morning. I think the high today is 72. It no, couldn't be no, better. I like that be Earl Campbell Oilers jersey it. rocking. You like that? The love you blue going on there, man. Got to, man. I know Got you're to. down in H Town these days, so always repping, huh? Yeah, right. Well, I, I went to the store and there's nothing there. <laughs> there you go. There's All right. No stuff. So we'll. we'll I hate to go stereotype and ask an offensive lineman a question please, about the offensive please, line, please, but we'll obviously talk to you plenty about this Texas football team as a whole. But this O-line group, man, I mean, it's it feels like this group is just playing with a ton of confidence right now. It yep. feels like they're getting better as the season has gone on, and it feels like Texas has one of the best O-lines in the country right now. I, I think that's right. Uh, I, I think that they're more confident and more they, – they're, they're just grittier than they when I was playing. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> wasn't your fault. It was the other guys. Yeah, exactly. Right. That, yep. That's always the thing. Uh, but no, man. It, and, and when you got running backs back to back years like they've got now with Jonathan Brooks and Bijan, obviously, uh, it, it makes it easy, right? A, a good running back can, and a good quarterback can can make offensive linemen look really, really good. But no, man, these guys are tough. They're gritty. Uh, it's fun to watch them play. Yeah, and it's got to be an awful lot of fun to play in this football game as an offensive lineman or any position player. But this one, especially for the offense and defensive lines, it is. You're talking about in the trenches sure. and a game that you love to play in. This is the one right here. Oh, yeah. no. Between this and the Aggies, I don't know which one is. Uh, and, and I never got the opportunity to play in an Aggie game, so I'm, I'm excited to go back as a fan next year. But, but no, Bucky, it, you're right. This is this game's something special. I mean, there's one or two games that I would put up here with this. Uh, I think Notre Dame at home. There you go. Yeah. And, and USC, when we went there a couple of years ago, those those are pretty special on my list. But this game every year is something cool. What's the tunnel like, man? I love asking every former player or coach who's been a part of this game, just the scene when you run onto the field. I kind of wish they would flip it every year to yeah. where Texas fans got to sure, sit sure. by the tunnel some years. But obviously Oklahoma gets that every single year. Yeah. Uh, what's it like running out it, onto the field for it, the first it's time? It's awesome, man. You come out of the locker room, right, and you've you got all your guys with you. That's normal every game. But then you start just hearing the chants, man. And yeah. you, when you come out, you're right. There's not another game where and especially when you're the home team and you come out into enemy territory right? yeah i mean you walk by you they got the covered wagon they got their guns out they don't do anything but <laughs> uh but no man it, it's cool it's something special for sure yeah 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 and then on the field how much trash is being talked like does anybody you know on the line of scrimmage are you are you taking shots at the oklahoma d lineman are they saying anything back to you or all, is it all business all, on the field no man all the time you, you you talk trash in the trenches that that is the business right? yeah, yeah, trash yeah. In the, the business trenches. of the trenches yeah right that's the business of the trenches no that, that you go back and forth some guys more than others but uh it's the stoic types you got to worry about. Oh, right. Yeah. That's sometimes are the best guys. Yeah, out there. right. Exactly. What, what are you saying in there? Are you talking trash about dudes' moms? What are you, what no, are you doing? No, nothing, nothing. There's a line. There's a line yeah, to be there, drawn, I guess. There, huh? there, there's a line. And you, you can only get out so much in between the huffing and puffing. You know? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. Are we are we allowed to use colorful language on this? Oh, of course one? you are. Yeah. Huh? You, you can get out of, fuck you. <laughs> every, every once in a while but you're not you're not going into monologues no, yeah no, no. yeah yeah, not yeah. Enough time get out of the huddle break the huddle let's go yeah right man what about this team as a whole tristan i mean this this group is playing at a great level right now they're number three in the country they're five and oh for the first time in a long long time mm -hmm. it feels like steve sarkeesian has this program in a great spot yeah. you know what have you seen obviously you've been a fan and you sure. were a part of this program for a few years what have you seen that's just different about this Texas team that is working so well? You know, I, I think the biggest shift I saw, honestly, was whenever they brought in uh, Crystal Compton, right? Like, yeah. It, it seemed like the whole focus of the program and the school shifted from, like, you know, we're an academic school, we're a basketball school, to, like, hey, let's let's focus on what we actually are, which is a, a badass football school. And, and, and so they dumped a bunch of money in the program, obviously brought Sark on, and they've done – he's done a fantastic job recruiting. Yeah. 
the guys that they've brought in the past couple of years. I mean, I, I joke around like I wouldn't have started for this team. I mean, they, <laughs> they, 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 they've, they've done a really, they've done really something special. And, and, and I, I think a lot of that is, uh, not only going back to some of the roots, but also getting ready for SEC competition. You got to ramp up a little bit, but no, it, it's a special team that he's built and that this, this staff has built. And there are a few guys still on staff from whenever I, I was around. So I talked to them and they say it's just a different atmosphere, right? It, it's, it's more fun. Um, but, but guys are also ready to get down to business every week. And it's also a special school. It, it just is. Sure. I mean, the university of Texas is a special place. It's been, it was a special place to coach. Obviously it's a special place that, you know, where you live, the, the, the people around that university. And it's, it's, it is family. It, it just is. I mean, it started back with Mac and you know, how he, how he treated people. You, you sure. had to be a part of a family. I think Sark is starting to build that, that same kind of tradition mm -hmm. with the players mm -hmm. and how they get along and how they'll take care of themselves. I mean, you've had players that will remain friends of yours for a lifetime. Sure. I mean, there's, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of places like that. There are pretend places that, you know, a couple of years after you graduate, everybody's going about their business. They're going on their own. But the things that, that you've been through and been around at this university, these are relationships that last for general. I mean, it just sure. goes on and on and on. And, and anytime you guys need somebody, you can call on each other and sure. they come back for anything that you need. That's that's one of those brotherhoods that that's very special about being at Texas. It's just it is a brotherhood. It really is. It is. It is. No, you're battling your every day uh, in and out in fall camp, especially, you know, you're sleeping. We slept in the rocker room, right? So like, yeah. you're sleeping on air mattresses next to you. That just builds a a a relationship and a bond that that lasts a lifetime. And, and just to your point, Bucky, the 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 school itself. I mean, now that I've gotten into to the world of business, right. you see the Texas Exus network. There's nothing like oh, it. Oh man! I mean, you you talk to guys who went to different schools or people who didn't went to other school. Yeah, we have an alumni lunch every sure. quarter, whatever. Man, I'm I'm on I'm on social media, and they've got breakfast, they've got lunch, they it, it, anything and everything to help out fellow Longhorns. And I, I don't know if there's another program or there's another institution like that. Yeah. Uh, but and and now that Sark has really seemed to have gotten the 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 attention of the city too, right? Right. When I, when I was playing, I always said there's so much going on in Austin. Like Austin is such a badass place. That you know, on a Saturday afternoon, I mean, if the horns aren't good, man, it, it, it's you know, there's, there's, there's other, there's other yeah. stuff to do, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it, it's tough, but now that I mean, I think I saw the, the the picture, they got five sold out crowds in a row, yeah. Um, people really seem to be excited about it. there's a buzz about this team, last year's team as well, but uh, it's just something special, it really is, man. It really, really is. What are you doing these days? I'm sure the people would love to know, what yeah, no, sure. So, so I, I work for a little company, they're based out of North Carolina, but I, I'm I'm remote for, for some of their stuff here in, in Texas. Uh, but we build solar farms, so there you like go, utility scale out in the middle of nowhere, uh, uh, feeding power grid, feeding ERCOT. Um, doing that good, yeah, yeah. all right, doing that's good. ERCOT time. needs a lot of feeding, I'll yeah. You, I'll tell you what, man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, uh. But no, it's fun. Good, good, good. You got a uh, prediction for today's game before we let you go? You know, I feel really good about uh, uh, this team. I, I'm interested to see. I think the, there's been a lot of talk back and forth. Uh, we hadn't seen a real quarterback, hadn't seen a starting quarterback. Yep. All the, you know, all the bullshit, right? Um, but I, but I think there's just a solid group on defense. So if I had to give a prediction, I'm thinking like. 38-21 for the Horns. Okay. I, I think it'll be close going into the third and fourth quarter, but. As we've seen all this year, these guys decide to, to pick it up a little bit in those quarters. Yeah, they start That's leaning amazing. on yep. That offensive line starts to lean on you in the fourth it, quarter. It, and on defense, too, Buggy. It's yes. the depth, right? I mean, that's something that I haven't seen in years for Texas, not to, to, to go off on a ramp. But, no, go ahead. Uh, uh, 
is the depth, right? You've oh, got yeah. dudes in, in the threes that would start for the other guys, right? Like right. That, 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 that not only is that a, a, a physical thing, right? You're just wearing down and beating on. It's a mental thing. Sure. Uh, when, when you're up against their number one and he comes out and the number two guy's just as good, maybe he's even better right? Uh, for a couple plays, then that's tough. Other teams just don't have that. No, no, no right? absolutely Because everyone wants to rotate, right? Sure. You realize the importance of rotating guys over the course of 60 minutes. Sure. But there's usually a big drop-off from the starter to the backup. And for Texas, there just isn't one. Yeah. No. It's fun no, to watch. not. 38-21. I like it. Well, Tristan, yeah. thanks for stopping by, brother. Thanks, good man. Good to see you, man. Good to see you. All the best to the Thank wife you. and the kids. He's got uh, two kids, one newborn, right? Two months? Yeah. Yeah, we drove up last night, and I was telling everybody uh, last night was the first night of good sleep. Because <laughs> <laughs> they weren't there, right? Yeah, right. My wife's all pissed off that she didn't get to come to the game. Hey. So, uh, shout out to her. Uh, Next time, shout out to her. There you, there you go. go. Yeah, right. Awesome, guys. Appreciate You're the you. Man. Thank you. There he goes. Tristan Nicholson, former Texas offensive lineman, the guy who played in this game a few times, and a really, really good dude, too, tearing it up down in H-Town. I love that jersey. Yeah, the Earl Campbell. Love oh, you, yeah. Blue. Love you, Blue. It's as good as it gets right there. That's a big human being, too. Man, is he big. Yeah, like I keep trying to like adjust myself in my seat to make me look taller. Don't, that guy's hunched try. over and no. he's still way bigger than I am. Go ahead down there yeah. nice and low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's uh he's like a great that dude. Bag. Great dude. All right, what other uh we've got some sponsored segments, I believe. Oh, how about uh you want to do your three keys right now? You ready for it? Bucky's three keys to victory for Texas today. These are all brought to you by our friends at Hat Creek Burger Company. What are you thinking today, Buck? I'm thinking about that Hat Creek burger right now. We're oh, getting towards uh towards you know, I know it's 10. I know you guys love your little corny dogs. Do they have Hat Creek Burgers at the State Fair? No, they don't. But I know how you guys like those little red rockets that come out at the end of the corny dogs. I don't like the red rocket, for the record. I like the corn dog, but I'm not into a dog's genitalia. As as long as somebody has spooched mustard all over the corn dog, I'm all about it. I can't speak for Trey. I can speak for me. There you go. Three keys to victory. uh, Contain your emotions today. Don't let your emotions run wild. I think that's the number one thing for players in this football game is to really contain your emotions. Emotions are going to be there. It's yeah. it's a rivalry game. It's every year. It's going to happen once a year, and, and it's you're going to be emotional, but you got to really contain those emotions. you got to protect Quinn yours today. They're coming for him. They're, sure. they're coming for him. They're coming with some weird exotic blitz that they haven't shown all year long, so they're coming for your quarterback. And you got to execute in the special teams today. you got to execute in, in big games like this. Special teams will mean a lot, you know, we talk about the kicker. Yeah, he's got to make his field goals. That is, that's the real deal. That's not getting after the kicker just for getting after the kicker for the sake of it. You have to execute in your special teams in huge games. This is a huge game. It's not, it's it's as big as any other game that they'll play this year. And so your execution in the special teams, BK, has to be there. And that's as Sark says. Hey, the guard sometimes has to block the guard down there so the so yeah. the punt returner can catch the ball. You have to execute in every position. It's not just a guy who returns the punts that we're looking at. If he drops the ball, he doesn't catch the ball. It's the fact that everybody has to execute in the special teams today. Snapper, got to be careful of the snapper. You got to be aware of the punter. Uh, this is, as I said, I believe there's going to be a block punt today. I think Texas will block a punt today There you go. on Oklahoma. So that's a part of your special teams. That's the plus of it. But your special teams have to be special in this game. And that's the three keys to victory. Burke brought to you by Hat Creek Burger. And if you haven't found out about your Hat Creek Burger locally where you are, Make sure that you check out their breakfast. They do have breakfast at Hat Creek Burger at some of their locations. Yeah. So check it out because I'm into the pancakes at Hat Creek Burgers and the bacon. You got to get that tacos. birthday cake shake at some point too, I'm though. Not man. doing that. I, I'm not. A, no. Those no, shakes no. are dangerous. They, they are, are dangerous. So good. Yeah. Yes, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 26 locations all across the state of Texas. 
go see our friends at Hat Creek Burger Company for a great meal. Trey, what do you think of what Bucky has to say? Contain your emotions, protect Quinn Ewers, and special teams has to be special. Do you buy into that? I don't know if special teams needs to be special today. Okay. Because it hasn't been for much of the year. <laughs> but, but today, and this team is still okay. winning by double digits. Yeah. But, yeah, you would like to see them tighten that up uh, for what is the biggest game of the year. Arguably, Alabama was, but uh, you move on. That was a nice moment. Now this is the biggest game of the year, and you treat every game the rest of the way like that. But this truly is because it's a top-12 matchup. It is your rival. They have national championship aspirations, too. They and should. They really should. There is a chance that this is the first of two meetings with your rival in both of your final season in this crap conference. So, uh, yeah, you want to get special teams dialed in? Xavier Worthy needs to back off of every punt? Great, so be it. I want to see Burt Auburn uh, being a little bit more accurate from 45 yards in. Uh, that will uh, provide some relief. Ryan Sanborn has been great as a punter. And uh, I like your call about a blocked punt because we really haven't seen the punt block unit go hard after a whole lot of kicks this year. And uh, Keelan Robinson, it's his time to shine when you're talking about blocked punts. Yes. Maybe he can find that crease and get to the punter, block one, flip the field, or turn it into a special teams touchdown. And the word to uh, one Texas fan who just walked by, block that shit. <laughs> yeah, that is what Texas needs to do today, block that shit. And, oh, by the way, I'm seeing a lot more burnt orange than crimson and cream today. What yeah. happened to the OU fans? They didn't show? They got their ass whooped too bad last year? They couldn't show up this year? I mean, we're the OU fans this year. What's they, going on? I did a lap around the stadium. There's a uh, there's a decent decent OU contingent on the other side of the stadium right now. Yeah, they're too scared to come see us, though. Huh? That's where the jobs are. The jobs are. Yeah, they're working as carnies over there. Someone's got to guess my weight. <laughs> Somebody's got to sell those deep fried Snickers bars. Yeah, <laughs> not going to sell themselves. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know. We haven't heard a lot of boomer Sooners. I haven't gotten one middle finger today from an OU fan. But are, has that been canceled? Are OU fans pol uh, politically correct now? Sooners fans, you're letting us down. We need a few more middle fingers like, why am as I not, you pass by. No Oklahoma fan has flipped the, the bird in These my face These guys are today. afraid to do so. Okay, there, there we go. go. Come on Number now. 37, a deep snapper or something on the former <laughs> Oklahoma scene. Faulkner is the uh, deep Good snapper's job, name, Faulkner. apparently. Hey, the game's about to start. Get out there, bud. <laughs> what, what are you doing? Uh, there's the horns down. The, All right, there right. we go. Everybody Come on that. now. You're welcome. You're welcome for the hand sign. You're welcome for your hand sign. And we appreciate Appreciate all of you who buy Texas gear to flip it up upside down on your car. You're supporting our school by doing that. So thank, thank you. you very much. We uh, we can't thank you all enough for giving us your money like you're doing today here in our state. Thank you, Oklahoma. This is great. Got about 30 minutes left in our pregame show here. Broadcasting live from the Old Mill Inn. If you're not here, get here. Stop oh, by on your way into the Cotton Bowl. It is a gorgeous morning. Temperatures in the mid-60s. The sun is out. You got a little breeze, too. It is a perfect day for football. Hell, it's just a perfect day to be alive, man. It doesn't get much better than this. Finally, it feels like fall is here, and uh, it's fitting that it happens on Texas OU Saturday. All right, guys, how, how important is it for Texas to get off to a good start today? I mean, last year, they went three and out on the first drive, but then the next three possessions for the Longhorns all ended up in touchdowns, and this game was 21 to nothing early in the second quarter, and it just felt like with Oklahoma's lack of quarterback that this game was already over and OU fans were making their way to the, uh, to the parking lots by the time we got to halftime a season ago. Uh, Buck, how important is it for Texas? I know they've played some sluggish first halves this year, and they found ways to win in those games, but do you feel like it's important for them to get off to a good start today? Well, I'm looking for the Texas defense to get off to a good, quick start. I mean, the last couple of games has been the opposing offenses having their way in that, that first quarter. That That's the one I'm looking for. I think the Texas offense will get off to a good start. I, I have no doubts of their 
They're going to try to establish the run game, which they will be able to do against this Oklahoma defense. But it, it's the defense I worry about more than anything. I, I don't want to give Dylan Gabriel any hope early in the football game. I don't want to give up three, three, four first downs and let him drive down the field, whether they kick a field goal or not, or even if they punt the ball. I just don't want to give up anything on defense. And lately, the, the defense has been the ones that have started out slow to me. I, 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 I've got to see a better start from the defense. I expect offensively they will get off to a good start. I'm going to strike a similar tone as I did with one of Bucky's three keys, PK. It's not important that the offense gets off to a quick start. You know how I know that? Because the offense hasn't gotten to a quick start <laughs> numerous games this year, but yep. they still end up winning said games. So would I like to see it? Yes. Do I think it's going to happen? Yes. But it's not the end of the world if the offense isn't clicking from the get-go because this is a gritty, resilient football team. And even if things aren't going well for them at a – point in time offensively or defensively they will eventually figure it out i am confident about this team it's a reason why i've been saying since alabama that this team is a national championship contender a national championship winner when it's all said and done this is a wide open year in college football mm. texas may be as balanced as teams exist in college football right national now. championship winner i'm just trying to get to the big 12 championship you're already jumped into the big one we've huh? already won that Really? 2-0 <laughs> oh, in Big 12 play, and you're calling it over, huh? That's right. Oh, I love the confidence right there. I'm also terrified of the confidence there. Hey, Brock, my texts aren't going through. Put some koozies on the table, man. Do your job over there. Stop drinking beer. You're on the clock. <laughs> Come on now. What's going on over there, bud? That's my fault. I had him go get me a beer. Oh. You didn't have him get me one? This that, is your beer now. That's still mine. That's your beer now. Thank you very much. You're you, welcome. <laughs> you had no here. Take it. It's yours. That thing cost you fifteen dollars. Of course it did. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not taking that from you. I this really is bad. nine dollars. Nine dollar okay. beer. Is the state fair ever going to get rid of the coupon bit? I mean, we're right no. by one of the coupon stands, which I guess is great for us because a lot of people are listening to us, probably against their will. But can we just pay with card? Like everywhere else in the world, you just pay with credit card. Why can we get rid of the fair bit? Like this part of the fair bit, and just pay with credit cards. So we don't have to wait in line for coupons before we wait in line for food and beer. Sorry for There's firing some... a shot here, State Fair, but that um, paying by card makes it harder to launder money, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Mm. <laughs> it does. Makes it harder to not pay taxes, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah There's yeah, something yeah. about why they do it that way. You're supposed to pay those? That's optional, right? The taxes? Uh, it depends. Like I saw Shakira not pay her taxes, yeah. so that, like, that's good. She got away with it. Her lack of tax paying doesn't lie, does it? <laughs> I, think, I think that's the song. I think that's what you're looking for. Oh, man, love that. All right, um, I guess we can go. We have to do a scoreboard update because this is our first 11 a.m. Yes. game of the season. There are no scores to talk about no right nine now. 9 o'clock games. But we can't talk about some of the other games going on across college football as we get into the last 30 minutes of our Texas Sports Unfiltered pregame show. What about the game in Aggieland today, fellas? Alabama in College Station taking on Texas A&M, a 2.30 kick. Bama just a two-point favorite. Rumors about Jalen Milrow maybe Again. dealing with a little bit of a hamstring injury. Uh, and, boy, if you watched either of the other Alabama quarterbacks play this season, you're hoping and praying if you're a Crimson Tide fan that Milrow is able to suit up today. But what's the uh, what's the confidence level? What are we thinking in College Station today? Does the Jimbo find a way to beat Nick Saban again? I think so. I think the Aggies find a way to beat them at home today. I, I really do. The Aggies have been playing really – you know, people talk about the, the backup quarterback in Johnson – that Aggie defense is really playing. That's what that's yeah. who's been playing lately, is their defense is alive and well right now, and um, I, I think they'll I think they'll handle Alabama. I don't I hate that to happen in 
the same year that Texas would beat Alabama. That would, that would take a little bit of the steam away from Texas' well, win, wouldn't yeah. it? I mean, yeah. it's still an impressive win, and, you know, Texas got the win in Tuscaloosa, True. whereas A&M would get it at home. But I think they win today. I do. Taking the Aggies. Yeah, and, and Jimbo is going to probably get out on the field and make a tackle today. <laughs> he tried against Auburn. Yeah, he, 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 that was a bad effort. He'll give a better effort today. Yeah. Max Johnson has been solid. And, look, even if Milrow – uh, is dealing with a hamstring injury, which obviously takes away his biggest weapon as a quarterback. He has been better these last couple of weeks of going through his progressions when his offensive line has allowed him the time to do so. So it's important for this A&M defense. You talked about the A&M defense being a disruptive force, Buck, putting the sort of pressure on Milrow that we saw Texas do because he's not going to be able to bail himself out nearly as easily by getting upfield and picking up yardage with his feet. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Once again, 230 Alabama at Texas A&M What's today. your pick on that one? Taking Bama. Okay. I just always bet on Bama. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just not gonna bet like betting me. on Bel- Belichick in his heyday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just uh, how I operate right now. But, yeah, that Aggie defense, I mean, they got picked apart by Tyler Van Dyke and yeah. Miami. There's the horns down right there. All the kids. Thank you. The kids are talking the trash today from Oklahoma. None of the yeah. adults, none of the college students are even giving us the horns down today. I, I think they're worried about the 15-yard penalties, I guess. Yeah. Uh, there's a horns down. There you go. Thank you. Come on now. We need it. Horns up, though. We prefer that. We definitely prefer that. Um, yeah, that defense for AM since that Miami game has changed. There we go. Oh, you fan. Ah, he's got a water in his hand already. Got a, it's 10 o'clock. What are you doing? The Michelob Ultra is also water, sir. <laughs> They're not used to real beer up there, I guess, in Oklahoma. So they got to pace themselves a little bit. Ah, there's the horns. Uh, uh, you're almost there. Oh, oh there man. You that's, you're doing like the Spider-Man web down instead of the horns down, but we'll take it. I think that six-year-old kid just got a hand cramp trying the horns down. It serves you right, kid. The youngest kid to get carpal tunnel ever. Oh, oh gosh. Hold on. We need you behind. We need terrified. you in our camera shot. I am terrified right now. We've yeah. got uh, a that before it's like the opposite of kyler kyler murray's like a tiny adult this is a huge baby (laughs) that we have here we've got the anti-kyler murray a texas fan wearing a baby shirt dill gabriel blows this horn is a sign that we see yes please bring that over too there's a baby i don't know how that baby's talking i'm terrified (laughs) right now that that baby's over here with us here here at the old mill inn it's tough to smile and talk and take pictures at the same time but we're happy to so gabriel blows this horn well hopefully gabriel Uh, is not blowing uh, a baby that would not be good that would be a very bad thing no nobody needs that at all that's uh you know, That's going to get censored by ABC. What, they have X-rated football today. Yes. What's what's going on here at the State Fair of Texas? Uh, good signs and the crying baby. That's awesome. <laughs> With OU socks written across the forehead. You never know what you're going to see at this place, man. This is the Mardi Gras of the state of Texas. The people watching here is absolutely spectacular. And, uh, yeah, there's just a different buzz on this day, man. The State Fair is always cool. Texas games are always cool. I'm sure Oklahoma games are always cool. But when you combine all of this together – it makes for one of, if not my very favorite days of the year. And hell, when Texas wins, it's obviously a whole heck of a lot better. And I hope we get an opportunity to meet them again at the end of the football season. Yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For, for a championship. I want that very badly. I want that. I, I mean, I, I had an opportunity to be a part of the first Big 12 championship. And I'll idea. tell you what, to, to leave this conference with a championship and have Texas play Oklahoma would be special. It really, really would. Okay, more of the people watching thing. I mean, you're right. Yes, it would be, but – We've seen Bo Nix posters all over Dallas the last couple of days. I just saw an ACC sign like that. Are we going to that conference next year? No. Who? That conference Maybe Texas is going there. <laughs> no, they don't want Texas Tech right now. <laughs> I don't even think the American wants Texas Tech right now. Boo, are you a Tech fan? Oh, you're at the oh, wrong game. Boy. You should be in Waco right now. 
watching the battle for 10th place in the Big 12. <laughs> Someone's got to be in 10th between Tech and Baylor. Someone's got to get the 500 today. Come on now. The big Why boys are, are playing here. here. Why are Tech fans here? I don't know. They're not very smart in Lubbock. They, they might have got lost on the way. They were supposed to go to Waco. They ended up here in Dallas. Maybe, maybe she got lucky and married into this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just kind of neutral colors, too. I wasn't sure who she was rooting for in, in this game. Yeah, she went slightly orange. You can tell she can't go full burnt orange. Yeah. I don't blame yeah. you if you're a Texas Tech fan for not wanting to wear full burnt orange, but that is the color of the day. Yep, absolutely. All right, some other scores to get to on our scoreboard updates brought to you by our friends at Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill. Uh, look, Texas is number three right now. I don't think unless Georgia or Michigan loses, Texas is going to move up in the AP poll. So we'll talk about those games. Georgia plays Kentucky this week. Kentucky is 5-0, and yes, in football. Uh, the game is in Athens. Georgia's a two-touchdown favorite. But Georgia's played two SEC games this year, fellas. They've trailed at halftime in both of those games. Kentucky just beat the crap out of Florida last week. They're playing with a lot of confidence right now. Any chance we could uh, see the number one team in the land go down today? I don't think so. I think they'll get a they'll be a, a a really good football game. Kentucky will get the other Stoops will give them a good game today. Yeah, I think they, they will. Whether it's on the Drake, road or at home, Drake, and Drake's, Drake's not coaching yet. I'm sure he'll Mike, be coaching somewhere. But Mike, that'll, yep. that'll be a good game. That'll be a good football game, and uh, and it's in Athens, correct? In Athens, they'll still give them a good game. That that's a 14 point line, and that's an awful lot of points give up to a good Kentucky and especially a good Kentucky run game right now, which I think may have the best running back in the country. Kid Walker right now may be the best. Trey, better than Brooks, huh? Right now, yes. Uh, I think Kentucky covers. I think Georgia still wins the game, though, and this is really uh, their last big test of the season. So if Georgia wins this game, then Smooth they sailing, are probably yeah. making it to the college football playoff by default. Even if they lose the SEC championship game, it's still their sure. first loss, and they will ultimately end up as one of the four teams. This is their last tough game? believe so uh they play tennessee and that's not tough yeah. tougher than kentucky florida yeah i mean if we're going based on who beat who then kentucky beat florida which beat tennessee they got to play mizzou yeah. yeah i'm just i'm trying missouri to missouri's ranked right now based on a win over a kansas state team that just lost to oklahoma state Did you see what uh, kirby smart said this week he said uh like every sec team would make a bowl game if they were in any other conference just well, that's hyping up the conference too much to try to make his schedule look better. That's just not true, Kirby Smart. No, it's just not true at all. Uh, what about Michigan at Minnesota? Anything to talk about there? No. Nope. Okay. Not that's a, my sleeper. Yeah, your sleeper, the number two team in the country, the <laughs> Michigan Wolverines. One more game here because there's not a ton on the slate. It's why college game day is here. It's why there's so much buzz surrounding this matchup, but more than normal. Um, Notre Dame at Louisville. We care. Louisville's undefeated. Continue. I, right? I really yeah. do not care about this game. No. I talked with Kevin about it uh, a little bit earlier this week, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, Louisville is kind of like Oklahoma right now that they're five and zero, but you're not sure what to make of them because they haven't played great competition. But it is another ranked matchup for Notre Dame to uh, slog thing, slog out a victory despite a uh, a pretty boring offense. Notre Dame has won thirty straight games over ACC opponents. Louisville is searching for its first six and zero start. Right that thirty one since Charlie Strong was Oof. the coach. Yeah, not so much. Shout out to our friends at Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill for sponsoring our scoreboard updates. Get out there. A couple locations: one in Avery Ranch and then the one downtown. Phenomenal weekend brunch. If you're here in Dallas. You're making the trip back tonight or in oh, the morning. Yeah. Stop by Moonshine Patio and get uh, some of that weekend brunch. Or if you're just looking for a phenomenal dinner, go to Moonshine Patio Bar and Grill. They will not let you down.
All right, about 20 minutes left here, fellas, in our pregame show live from the Old Mill Inn at the State Fair of Texas. Starting to warm up a little bit. Starting to warm up a little bit, absolutely. Uh, More thoughts on this game. I feel like we haven't spent a ton of time talking about the Texas defense today. Um, any fear that this is the day where Oklahoma learns how to run the football? Like, I, as I said earlier, I don't think so. I, I don't think this is this is too late in your seasons, and you're going against too much of a defense to get your run game going today. Right. You, if you didn't have it going against those teams that you played earlier in the in, in the season, BK, it's not going to happen now. I know we always say like throw out the stats, throw out the no. records, throw out anything that happens before Texas OU and every I just year. threw off my championship ring onto the ground. Is that what that is? Yeah, what? that's that's what fell. I can't I can't oh, here play. It is. I have to disrupt what we're doing in order to get that because I'm the guy who loses these. Yeah, how many of those have you lost? You lost I your... the Big 12 championship ring. You didn't lose that in the divorce? No, no, no. That was that was a part of me throwing my hand down the first one I threw it and I said, "You know what I think?" My skinny little fingers, I think it's in the trash can, and it was yeah. in the trash can. I did get that one. The next one, I was I was actually changing into golf shoes, and the ring disappeared somewhere, and no one returned the ring. Aye. Yikes. Well, it does help you get out of tickets, after all. Yes, it does. Hey, can I have some of that cotton candy? Please? <laughs> no. Please? No. We, we root for the same Heck team. No. I'm a Texas fan. She's like, yeah, that cost my parents fifteen dollars. There's, there's no way. There's no way we're giving that, that up. No. Good, good for you for recognizing a predator when you hear. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, the good news is only two hundred fifty thousand people heard Stranger that comment. Danger. Oh my god. I'm so glad they don't play this game in November, so I don't have the uh, the creepy pedo stash that I grow for November every year. Could you imagine? Stranger Seriously. danger. I love it. They wouldn't let me in to this game here. Uh, oh, oh yeah, there's the horns down. You put the horns up at first, though. That's my favorite. When OU fans do go. that, they start with the horns up as if we think they're going to keep their horns up the whole time. <laughs> yeah. That's that OU education coming into play right there. <laughs> and then they flip it as if that makes it more hurtful. Like, oh, yeah, we like you. Nah, psych, we don't, we don't like you. We actually hate you. They're everywhere, man. Shout out to OU fans. It was fun walking around downtown Dallas interacting they with They were those. everywhere, weren't they? Yeah, I think I saw a combined, like, 22 teeth. I saw about 150 OU fans, but there are 22 teeth, I think, total uh, in, in downtown Dallas last night. Uh, Trey, what about you, man? I mean, this is throw the records out, throw the stat sheet out, whatever. But, God, like, I, I can't help but be confident in this Texas run defense, and I can't help but feel that Oklahoma is still going to continue running the football if they try to run it the way that they have through five weeks. Yeah, the fact that they are already starting out as a little bit one-dimensional plays into what is one of the best defenses in the country. And if there is a biggest reason why you will hear me speaking optimistically and confidently about what this team can accomplish the rest of the year, it starts on the defensive side of the ball. These guys all play for one another. They understand what the responsibilities are. And when a mistake happens, guys, corrections are made immediately. You see guys pulled out of the game and not put in that situation again, or you see something different done schematically to keep that hole or to close that hole up rather. Yeah. So while they do give up the occasional big play, that's just football at times. We may see one of those today out of Dylan Gabriel. He is an accurate downfield passer after all, but I expect Texas to make the adjustment and to bounce back very quickly, even if they give something up. Probably not on the ground, probably through the air, but even on the ground, if something were to happen, it will not happen again. Yeah, you got to yeah, take I, away the I agree shots. with the trade on that. They've done a good job of, of coaching this football team. We don't say enough about the coaches, but the secondary has been coached pretty well. They'll get a guy loose every once in a yeah. while, you know, at a, at a weird time of the game, but it really hasn't yeah. hurt them. 
for when these things happen. This is not the game to, to let that happen early and gather momentum. Either in the run game, they're going to try to do it. Everybody tries to run the ball against Texas because they want to know if the Texas Longhorns, no matter how good your defense is, are they truly in it for a four-quarter battle against our run? Well, this Oklahoma team, has, they don't have a run game. They haven't, they haven't found one. I mean, we're in the middle of the season. They're still looking to see who their starting back is going to be. Yeah. Their most dynamic runner is their quarterback. I don't know who their starting running back is going to be today. Like, right. they've just been rotating dudes throughout the first five games, and I expect Marcus Major to get a lot, Tawi Walker maybe, but they've got Salchuk, they've got Barnes. Sure. Like, it just feels like every week Oklahoma's trying. It's not like they're not trying. They're trying to find somebody who can make that ground game effective. I think yeah. a lot of it has to do with the O-line. There's Boomer sooner. But, uh, yeah, it's just it just hasn't worked for them. So they're, I think they're going to have to get creative if they do want to run the football. Well, the creative part of it is their quarterback will make that 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 matter because he's going to be taken off. I mean, there are going to be times with him where he just absolutely just decides that he's going to run with the football. He's not going to take the chance of throwing it down the field. He wants to keep the chains moving. He wants to keep the Texas offense on the sideline. Yep. I feel the same way about Texas. I that's why I think the run game will be important for Texas today. Is they need to really keep they need to keep you know OU's offense on the sideline. I mean, methodical drives. As I said, I don't mind them in this, in this particular game. I don't mind those seven minute drives that get you touchdowns. I don't like the seven minute drives that get you your guy having to go out there and try to kick a field goal. Yeah. Seven minute drives are fine. Six minute drives. Eight minutes are the, the optimal. That's the one that that's the one I love to see. The eight minute drive where you score a touchdown and you keep the opposing offense on the side. That's fine with me. I mean, it doesn't have to be this team, if they score in the thirties today, is just fine. This doesn't need to be a forty burger. It so, needs to be a good hard thirty. So outside of Dylan Gabriel, who on the Oklahoma offense scares you? I mean, Gabriel, I think, without question, is OU's best offensive player right now. But I mean, oh, there's one receiver that the consistent kid that's I mean, doesn't catch a lot of touchdown passes. Um Andrew Anthony? No. Farouk Anderson. Farouk. Farouk okay. is the guy who seems to get open, open. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's there. He's kind of the go-to guy for them. Now I don't know if he's a big play guy, but he's the most consistent play guy. Nick Anderson's the big play guy. He's right. got ten catches. Five of them have gone for touchdowns. Yes. He's averaging almost twenty-eight yards a catch. So talk about the deep shots that Texas has been prone to giving up this year. Uh, Oklahoma's got a guy who's been prone to making those happen for them. Right. Nick, Nick Anderson's probably the guy for me for that reason because yep. we have seen the Texas secondary. They give up that sliver down the field, and quarterbacks have not connected consistently with the receivers in that situation. That's a tough ball to hit, but Dylan Gabriel is good at those throws, also the over-the-middle-of-the-field throws too. So, yeah, Nick Anderson's probably the the second biggest concern on offense, but it's not that big of a concern. Yeah. It's just not. Okay. What about the defense? Anybody on Oklahoma's defense that uh, – I mean, Stutzman feels like the obvious pick. Yeah. That guy's their leading tackler. I think he's got more than twice as many tackles as any other player on that OU defense right now. Now, it's a great day for him. This is a great weather for him to be in because he, huh. they want him in for a lot of plays. Oh, yeah. yeah. That guy's not coming off the field. Man. No. But he is going to go bone-on-bone bone with this, these running backs, and that's that's going to be a lot on him. This is not Tulsa's running backs. This is, this is a different breed of running backs that he's going to go against. And that physical contact that he's going to have, he's a big guy. He's a strong physical, and he's a boundary-to-boundary guy. He's going to run all day long. I mean, he's going to be like just that, you know, that 12-point deer looking just sideline to sideline. He'll do it. But he'll need a blow, too, because there's going to be a lot of contact with him and the running backs today. Mm. How about the Bow Bros for the Oklahoma defense? That would be Peyton Bowen, the true freshman, and Billy Bowman. Both guys operate in the secondary. Both have big play capability. Uh, Mm -hmm. Both dudes – 
I don't know if they're destined to play on Sundays in the future, but uh, they are two of the better players in that Oklahoma secondary, which is improved, guys. Yeah, Billy Bowman, the one-time Texas commit, and then right. Peyton Bowen, the one-time every school in the country commit. That guy had a wild course, recruitment yes, until like the last few days this year. He was, I think, an Oregon commit. Maybe that's why we keep seeing all those Bo Nick signs. They're <laughs> trying to recruit Peyton Bowen back up there to Eugene. But, uh, yeah, those two guys are good players. Uh, I think OU's corners are pretty solid. Um, I, I, I do want to see what Gentry Williams has. He's developed into a really good number two corner for them on the outside. Once again, you take every stat with a grain of salt when you're talking about Oklahoma because of the competition that they've gone up right. against. But uh, I think he's good. And then Woody Williams, the number one corner on the other side. Those are going to be fun matchups, right? Like, OU, their roster is not where it was in the prime Bob Stoops days. The roster is not where it was during the prime Lincoln Riley days, but this is still a really, really talented roster. And they will be better than they were last year. Like you look at the blue chip ratio, which, okay, it's recruiting rankings. We as Texas fans sadly know that those don't always mean Jack, you know what. But Oklahoma has a higher blue chip ratio than Texas does. Yes, they do. So in terms of recruiting rankings, the OU roster is actually more talented than the Texas roster. Now, I think Texas is better. I think the talent's more developed. I think they've got a better coaching staff. Like, I feel good about Texas winning this game today. But don't get it twisted. Like, OU has the horses in the barn to not only make this a close game, but find a way to win today, too. Yes, they do. Oklahoma has been terrible in their secondary for the better part of a half decade plus now. Yeah. That is starting to turn around, and that is obviously the direct result of Brent Venables being the head coach of this football team. You wonder, though, if he gets a little bit too focused on the defensive side of the ball. Bucky, I think it's you that brought this up yesterday. He sometimes will leave the sidelines to go talk to his defense. You as a head coach have to be dialed in with everything that's happening during the game, including on offense, too. Uh, so you wonder if that maybe takes away from the Oklahoma offense at some point. But uh, he definitely has the defense going in a better direction than they were over the last Yeah, few well, years. he lets his offensive coordinator handle all that offensive stuff. I get it, but you're still the head coach, though. You, you have to you have to know what is going on in the game. Well, he, he's going to go where he feels comfortable, and he feels comfortable being around the defense. Remember, year number two, so still year number two. He maybe, understands it. Maybe needs to be a defensive coordinator then. Well, Baylor, yeah. Baylor has two offensive coordinators, Baylor. Oklahoma has two offensive coordinators. One of them coached at Baylor. One of them's Art Bryles. Oh, yeah. Let's that's not right. forget he's a part of the OU coaching staff now, apparently, too. It's his grandkids. Come on now. Mm. Nah, it doesn't work. It doesn't for me. work. It still didn't work for you. I'll tell I you what, I, I really do not want to see Art Bryles on the OU sideline because if that's the case, I'm oh. gonna, I might be a little bit more nervous about uh, this game today. No question. I wonder if he's going to be in the stands today. Mm. He does live in the area. He does have family are they on gonna, the Oklahoma sidelines. Are they going to let him? I guess he can't be wearing any more team-issued gear, right? That's yeah, the issue. That, that can't happen. What sponsorship? What do we have here? Tickets? There it is, Doctor. Fried fire. Dr. This is Dana the fried fireball here. shot. Oh, I was about to complain that we've been broadcasting for two hours and no one's brought us a fried fireball shot yet. But is that right? We're oh my gosh, what's fried about that? It looks like a, it's a, a piece of bread in there. It looks like, yeah. What, what is in here? A piece of bread. A, is this funnel cake that's in here? <laughs> it's a club cracker inside a fireball. <laughs> a French toast stick. That's what makes it fried. A you want to try this? If I try it, I'm down in the whole thing. Go for it. I just, how do I eat this? Do I take the French toast out? Take, take the French toast in your tongue. It's like the worm, right? Is this, is this the chaser? Is the French toast the chaser? Put the French toast in your 
in, in your mouth. Stick yeah. it in your mouth. No, no. Put it like a fire hose it, in your under mouth. Under your there. tongue. I'm not Brent Venables. I'm not inserting fire hoses and blowing and going all the time. It's not my thing. We're just blowing and going. Brent Venables morning. choking on fireball. That stays north of the Red River. Here we go. We got some OU fans. There we go. Congrats. Congrats on uh, being a future Sooner. That's a huge accomplishment, man. <laughs> that is one of the top 200 schools in our country. Slightly above graduating kindergarten. Uh, I don't know. I think kindergarten might be a little bit more than that. Depends on the coloring. All right, y'all talk here. Let me let me down this wow. thing. Go ahead, get after a little bit. All right, French toast stick with the fireball shot. Okay, you Ew. took a bite. Yeah, why would you just take a bite? You stick it on your tongue. You stick the whole thing in your mouth. Oh, you're using the French toast stick as a chaser. How was the fried fireball shot, BK? Awful. Yeah, awful. It didn't look good. Like I was happy to pass that off to you. Mm, no, bad point. I'm glad I don't drink anymore. Yeah, like the fireball shot by itself would have been way better. Um. I mean, the French toast is soaked. It's yeah. like it's it's gross. It just like melts in your mouth, but in a bad way. Yeah, I'm clearly still chewing it. I can't get rid of it. Uh, do not recommend. Okay, disappointed, but grateful for whoever brought whoever us that, that fried and fireball bring, and bring shot. Another one. Yeah, I'll, I'll take ten more. <laughs> Actually, while you're at it, uh, that might cost you 150 bucks. But I need to I'll find some fried pho. That's the big winner this year, and it's the one that I've been told by multiple people is actually as good as advertised. Oh yeah. Do we know? Um, we know where that is. Where do they keep the award winners? I, I need to grab. It's all over the place. I need yeah. to grab one of the uh, the state fair maps because they let you know where the state fair winners are in terms of the food awards all over the uh, fairgrounds. There we go. All right, gentlemen, we've got about five minutes left in our Texas Sports Unfiltered pregame show. Come get a koozie if you don't have a koozie, by the way. And uh, make sure you subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Make sure you download the free Texas Sports Unfiltered app. Everybody except Michigan fans gets koozies today. Yeah, there you go. Uh, just a new There's rule. My team. A new rule that I have decided to implement here for no reason whatsoever. You just don't uh, want my sleeper team to win. Yeah, I guess Michigan and Minnesota are playing at two thirty at the Cotton Bowl or something. I can't, can't quite figure out why we got a Wolverine. Texas Tech fans here. are here. Michigan fans are I mean, here. We got Bo Nix posters all over the place. What was going on? All right, our score predictions brought to you by our friends at Paul's Motorworks. Love the folks at Paul's right there, 2222 and 620. It's where I go to get the oil changed in my car. But, hey, if you've got a nicer vehicle, they specialize. In- and you do have a nicer vehicle than BK's, except for the one he's driving right now. I, I, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, appreciate that. Thank you for taking a shot at my Nissan Altima. <laughs> okay. Uh, but if something is wrong, if you drive a Mercedes or a BMW or an Audi or a Porsche, a car like that, something's wrong with it. Take it to Paul's, man. It's hard to find a trustworthy car mechanic. Paul is a great dude. UT fan. Uh, been in business since, I think, 1999. Oh, yeah. Great staff, too. Paul's Motorworks. Definitely go check them out. Look them up online at pmwaustin.com. Trey, I will go to you first. Your score prediction for the 118th Red River Shootout. Confident Texas wins this one somewhere in the 10 to 14 point range. I think the offense does get it going early. Even if they are not completing drives, they stall it in the red zone. They will wear that Sooners defense down. Yeah. I also think that the Texas defense continues to be the rock-solid unit that we've come to expect this year. Ultimately, Texas wins by 10 to 14. Give me a 34 to 20 final score. All right, 34 to 20 is Trey's scoreboard prediction. Buck, what say you? I'm going to take uh, Texas 30 OU 21. I think OU will find a way to score some points in this football game. I mean, their 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 schedule will come into play, and the teams that they've played so far will come in. I don't think they get past 30, but I do think they get 21. That won't be enough. I think Texas will dominate the run game and, and put this thing away in the fourth quarter, so I'm just going to 
Just going to slightly above the uh, the line at 30-21. Okay, so a Texas win and yes. a Texas cover for both of you guys. I agree. I'm taking Texas 45-31. to 31. I think we get some points today. I there really, you go. I really it's a beautiful do. beautiful day for most, it. Most people might be surprised by that, right, considering how good Texas's defense has been this season. The most they've given up in a game is 24. That was obviously the game at Alabama. But uh, I don't know, man. I like Dylan Gabriel. I like these OU receivers. I think they're going to be able to have some success through the air against Texas. But I just think Texas has too much firepower offensively. I think Jonathan Brooks has another really, really good day. And I think we see big game Quinn. I mean, that's a real thing. Like it's, it's yes. You want Quinn Ewers to be consistent and be a great performer week in and week out. And we're starting to see more of that this year than we saw last year. But we know, man, every time the lights have been the brightest, he has shown the most. And I think we see more of that today. I think we get a big-time day from Quinn Ewers. I think he goes over 300 yards. I think he goes for four touchdowns. And I think Texas finds another win. The first two-game win streak over Oklahoma since 08-09. Jonathan Brooks go over 100 today? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, if Texas is going to get 45, I mean, it's going to have to be. I don't know if they need like the 660 yards of offense like they had against Kansas last right. week, but they're going to have to go for probably 500 plus. Uh, and I just, I know the OU defense statistically has been great, but I just, this ain't Emory Jones that they're going up against. Yeah. This ain't Iowa State's fourth string running back, the one kid who didn't bet on all the overs uh, <laughs> that they're going up against. This ain't Tulsa, this ain't Arkansas State. So uh, I just think Texas is going to be able to, to get what I would agree. Wants. I think the schedule will come into play. I do too. I do too. So hopefully we're right. Of course, we're all picking Texas. We're all picking uh, the Longhorns to cover. Trey, you're walking into the stage right after this? Uh, I'm going to help break down a little bit, but yes, then I'm walking into the stadium. I appreciate that. Yeah. I want to ask you what's the best way to get in, but I don't want the people walking by to hear us. Oh, it's easy. You walk around the backside of Big Tech. Send them the wrong way. Hold on. Tell take, everybody else something different. Take a look up his, at his uh, flat ass. Big Tech has the flattest ass in the state of Texas I'll tell you as what, well as the biggest cowboy boots. Yeah, you would think a, a guy of that size would be able to fill out those jeans a little bit more, but it's yeah. it's underwhelming. He must have left his ass at home. He's got a <laughs> Hank Hill ass, yeah. Big Tech does. <laughs> yes, but does. Uh, you walk around the backside of Big Tech, and rather than going down the main way to get to that front entrance, you keep going to uh, – there's a little walkway that will take you to the uh, the side of the stadium, essentially, the south end zone area, which We're is giving up us right now. Yeah. There are exits uh, all along there. You can go right or you can go left. Typically, there is mu- there are much easier routes to get in versus waiting in that long line at the front of the stadium. I like that. Okay. And, Buck, where are you watching this game today? I'll be at home by the third quarter. <laughs> Making your, You're the only person leaving the state fair right now. Yeah, well, everybody's coming in. Brock's going wild. Yeah, that's amazing. That is amazing. I think Brock's intern Brock's had 45-7 yesterday as the scoreboard prediction, so thinks this one will be a little bit closer. All right, I think that's going to do it. Sorry I didn't check the text line that much to all of you who texted in. Sorry, hey, we but didn't, thank you, though. We didn't we check the YouTube that. comments line. The Clean Cause YouTube comments line should give them some love. 50% of their profits go to help people with addictions. Absolutely. I love that place. And one I final, love what they do. One final shout-out to our travel partners. We'll give them some love, of course, on Monday as well. But oh, yeah, Austin sure. Duck Adventures. Oh, yeah. Make sure you get on one of those duck boat tours in Austin. And uh, Hayes City Store as well. What's up, Spencer? Hayes City Store as well. The best burgers Comanche that you can find. Comanche Concrete also. All throughout Central Texas. And, yes, Comanche Concrete. Thanks to them. Thank, you, Thank you, for allowing us to be here in Dallas. Boots on the ground. You know, there are some other pregame shows that couldn't get up to Dallas. 
I'm like, why? We go to the big events. We're I guess, going huh, to the big events. I guess you have to pay your rent to be able to make your. Oh, uh, you don't <laughs> put rent on layaway. You can't put rent on layaway. Remember that. No. You don't do that. Shots fired. No, that was just a generic statement, not a, not a shot at anybody. But you just don't. I don't think you're allowed to do that. No. They don't. You, you can't. You can put a leather jacket on there. Yeah. But you can't put rent on layaway. They just don't. They don't allow you to do that. You can't do that. You can't do no. that. All right. That's going to do it for the Texas Sports Unfiltered pre-game show. Thank you all so much for listening, everybody who made their way to the fair today. We really appreciate you all stopping by. And, of course, thanks to all of you at home. And thanks to the old mill. How about that? And, of course, thanks to the great folks at the State Fair for having us out today. Here's to a Texas win. Kevin and Zay will be on post game immediately after the game is over. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you like the video if you haven't yet. That is going to do it for us, for intern Brock, for Bucky Godbolt, for Trey Elling, for Mike Hart, for all of us at Texas Sports Unfiltered. I am BK signing off. Y'all have a good one. And hook them horns. Hook them. And oh, you sucks. Oh, you still sucks. Don't forget about.